0: Centuries I have felt their coming. Shrouded in vanity, they believed themselves obscured. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Core. It's video game talk and news from your favorite three chuckleheads. It's uh, me, Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, and John Jagger all together again. Uh, having a good time. It's weird to think that last week I walked in ten minutes after driving home from Vegas, and we did a show. And then today is already a week later. I don't get it. I feel funny about that. Do you guys feel weird about that? I do. I feel. Weird. I mean,
1: I've been the cool. all week. I, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I respected it. I respected the hustle, man.
0: Nice. Well, I appreciate that. Now, a bunch of patrons have heard uh John and I doing a live interpretation of the uh, presentation by Blizzard during the week. Uh, I'm going to put that up on the regular feed tonight. I just want to give it to patrons early. So you'll get both that reaction stuff and tonight's episode uh, all on the feed. Uh, So if you're missing one, check out the other. Uh, We should get right into it. We got a lot to talk about, including a ton of games we played. And by the way, you want to be a patron because we just had the weirdest conversation about accents. And the only way you're ever going to hear it Is either you got to be here live or you get the content that only patrons get. And I'm telling you, that was some funny shit. All right. So get in there and hear Bo (laughs) do a thing that will make me laugh in perpetuity. Now the news. All right. So what happened this week? Let's talk about the big obvious one uh, closest perhaps to our roots. And that is Blizzard announcing a new mobile ass mobile game. Uh, called Warcraft Arc Light Rumble. If you had a bet going, uh, or your bingo card said, uh, "Hey, what if Blizzard uh basically remade a game from seven years ago and made a a clone of Clash Royale?" You would be you would be correct and win all the money. Uh, that is basically what they did, and um, it was pretty obvious from the presentations. Since then, we've seen gameplay a little bit more uh in depth gameplay from various streamers and YouTubers and everything I've seen, it all, with the exception of the PvE stuff, like the raids and the co-op and that stuff, with the exception of those things, it's, it's Clash Royale, like 100%. That's what this game is, in my opinion. I know some people are going to differ with me. I heard from a couple people, Blizzard are like, this is so fun. You guys have no idea. Wait until you get it. Of course, I'll play it and see. I'm just telling you, on the surface of this thing, everything they've shown and any streamers have shown since tells me this is a Kind of a lifted game. <laughs> now, maybe they deserve it, guys, because for all these years, we talk about it on the show all the time and I've talked about it on the instance forever. Everybody else takes Blizzard stuff, including outright lifts their assets and makes their, their ads, their videos, their mobile games, whatever, fills the app stores with these ripoffs that are things like, you know, Craft of War and everyone looks like Thrall and it's just stupid ripoffs, right? So maybe they're finally getting a little bit of. A little bit of their moxie on, you know, sticking it to the man, taking it back and uh, <laughs> making, making everybody else uh, have to scramble and go, oh, wait a minute. If Blizzard's doing that, then what are we doing? So I, I don't know. Thoughts, feelings? John, I know you hated it, so you probably don't have a ton to add, but, you know. I let's get. It. I
2: don't hate it. I, I mean, here's what I'm going to say. This game is not for me. I don't think I'll ever play it. I'm not interested in it, really. But I, I'm glad it exists. Yeah. and and here's why so I've, I've thought a lot about this in the days since we saw it yeah and i i think it's good you know for the longest time uh, we've talked about this before we put blizzard up on a pedestal and we're like oh blizzard they're so special yeah. look at how special they are compared to all other game companies and you know i think it's a kool-aid that blizzard themselves drank and they thought ooh, we're special and you know we had our you know they'd They did what they did. They got in trouble for it. They got called out. Things fell apart. They got knocked off the pedestal. But I think a lot of people still, as much as they don't want to admit it, put them right back up on that pedestal. And I think some of that is because it is such a long delay between games coming out. They're not the company churning out a sequel every year. They're not the company that has 18 different properties that are getting iterated on constantly. like. When Blizzard puts something out, it's typically considered, this is prestige, you need to pay attention to it. And I think a lot of us, as people who played primarily Blizzard games, developed an an expectation of, well, if it's Blizzard, it's for me. Mm. And I think this indicates a move away from that. This indicates, like, we're Blizzard, we're a video game company, we make video games, here's a video game, it's a mobile video game. With all the trappings that come with that, it doesn't It doesn't really look like a Blizzard game. It looks like any other mobile game that you could go out and play. That's not to say that it's not fun. Like, for people who like this kind of game, I think it'll be great. I think it'll make them a ton of money. I think it'll probably make them more money than a lot of the games that we hold so cherished and, and favorable. So I, I'm not even saying it's a bad idea that they do it. I just think that it's... This indicates like, hey, we're going to sometimes we're going to make a mobile game. And I think that's good. Let them, yeah. let them make a mobile game and make a bunch of money off of it. Because I would rather live in a world where Blizzard makes a mobile game and is still making Diablo 4 than live in a world where Blizzard realizes, oh, you know what? There's just more money in mobile games. Forget Diablo Four. Let's focus on Immortal and Arc Light Rumble and what other shitty other mobile game we're gonna make. <laughs> like, and that's all we're gonna do because it'll make us more money and that'll be the big profits. Yeah, I want to live in a world where we can have both, and right now we can have both. And if this isn't for you, it's very easy to go. Eh, it's not for me. Yeah. I'm not gonna play it. Yeah, that's simple.
0: I think you know what I, I've. I kind of knew your take earlier, and I think I've come even closer to. Not just agreeing with you, I actually think it's good that the revenue comes from where the revenue is coming from, right? It would be – it is bad for Blizzard to not – to leave this money on the table. In fact, I'm surprised they've left it on there so long. Um, But here they are finally trying to take their piece. One tiny little note to add to this before I throw it to Bo because I want to hear Bo's take – the apparently the game that Corey Stockton was head of this is the Tom Chilton project by the way this Arc Light Rumble so this is the game that he left uh wow leadership to go work on and the show the game runner for the supposed kind of pokemon go like or the ar sort of outdoor experience game was what uh Cory was working on and that has rumored to be no official word from blizzard cuz they, they also have never acknowledged it was being worked on but the, the rumor is that it got canceled. They're done. That game's not happening, which I don't know what that means for Corey or where he's at in the organization or what that means for the incubator program or any of that other stuff. But it's important to note here that this might be the Blizzard mobile game we get for a while because uh, whatever else they are working on did not make the light of day. All right, so both. And Diablo Immortal. Yeah, Diablo Immortal. And then, meanwhile, Diablo Immortal, the game we were all sure we were going to be the most pissed at, is the game I'm probably going to play next of Blizzards because it's going to be on PC. It'll be cross-play with my phone and whatever other devices they put it on, and everybody could be playing <laughs> freaking Diablo in a way that we were kind of asking for in the first place, and it might be a nice little tide-me-over-until-four anyway. So, weirdly... Well- Immortal is now something that's on my radar where before I was like, don't care. And this thing could not be less exciting to me. So, Bo, your hot takes. I th-
2: oh, hold on real yeah. quick. I just want to I just want to say, because on that note, Zoravon in the chat, I think brings up a good question. And I think it's worth talking about. Where was that attitude from the player base when Immortal was announced? Why can't people just say it's not for me and move on? I, I think that's fair but I also think there is a big difference between we did a zany little stream in the middle of the week to show you our mobile game versus here's what our big announcement at a BlizzCon is while everybody's hyped up about Diablo four. I agree. I think that doesn't make it right, (laughs) but I think there's a big difference between how people are going to react when they're just sitting at home casually on a weekday versus they went to BlizzCon to find out what the future of Blizzard was, and it was Diablo Immortal. Yeah,
1: and I don't think they piped in the studio audio when the entire crowd was booing. I don't know what the live stream was like,
0: but that was Oh yeah, we were that booing.
1: Was a loud, that was a resounding boo. <laughs>
0: booze <Yeah>. for
2: Destiny. <laughs> booze for this.
0: Is that the same year? The destiny, yeah, um, the thing?
2: destiny, and, and Immortals, immortal yeah. same year.
0: Oh, that was yeah. that was pretty rough. Boo- that wasn't boo- even boo- main the show problems.
1: yet. So much booing, so much booing. Yeah,
0: I mean, look, I, I will be the first to admit that Blizzard gamers are super entitled and sometimes get really pissy and baby like about things. But in that particular case, I think context does matter. John's right. That's a huge well, event. This it, is where it, you make a market. I think, of think if it
1: would have been announced alongside the next expansion for Diablo three, because oh. they Diablo three. Reaper's Souls had an open-ended ending. There was another ex- X pack coming. Um, still, never for it. that. Yeah. And we now know it was canceled.
0: I wish no that was reason. all. I wish that was all I had step. to be mad at Blizzard about was the fact that they canceled their second expansion. I wish that was all that you could be mad at these days. But I'm still pretty mad about it. <laughs> know,
1: like, I, 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 I think I talked about this on stream a little while ago. Like Blizzard has broken my heart several times, and I'm just kind of over the over it. Like. For the, you know, it was um, not getting expansion for Diablo. I can live. HTC getting canceled. I can live. Then Heroes getting short shrift and being discontinued. I'm starting to get upset. And then, even then, you can go back to core episodes, and I'm like, there's a cottage industry about bashing Blizzard. I hate it. Uh, these guys, these guys who content creators all do it, irritate me. And then the sexual harassment the world. The piece <laughs> comes the out. piece of day. And, and I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, forget it. I'm I'm done. Like uh, that's it. Like I I want to chill. I want to be enthusiastic for the cool shit you make. Uh, now I'm on cynical side, you know. And
0: do you have any any interest in this? Mobile. Do you see yeah. this and go, oh, now? Well, maybe I'll spend tons of hours on this uh, or something.
1: I want to say that the, actually it actually looks pretty cool. Um, their their marketing was a bit cringe. I could picture them taking 15 second cut ups and putting them in ads in game ads and other games and stuff like that. That's totally what the vibe was. Yeah. Um yeah so the presentation was cringe. I was pretty like, well, it was animated cool, but I'm just not interested in it. And mm. it was also announced the week that I got my meta quest, which we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah. So I'm already just like, eh, whatever. Like have fun the thing I, I sort of realized though we're going to talk about this item next so i'm not sure if i want to wait till later or not mm. to say this but the one in, the, the, the thought in my mind okay well, i'll preview it and we'll get to it but like square enix is selling off a bunch of studios and focusing on mobile. Yeah. is that it sort of occurs to me that the state of gaming in 2022 is such that there is a an open floodgate of 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 influence of content creator influence in the gaming space and it's on a specifically narrow band and because i've been streaming uh vr vr is let's watchable i don't have high numbers of watchers to begin with but i definitely was streaming to one person probably myself at, at one point and i usually very consistently have between 10 to 30 people <laughs> and so you know streaming the vr uh, and i'm like i don't care i'll stream it but I'm like, okay, it's less interesting to watch. I understand why, and when I stream Wild Rift and mobile stuff, also, you know, bottom down on the viewers, and I sort of realize there's there's another force at play when it comes to all this stuff. It's that WoW releases anything, and a hundred thousand people have diatribes and blah blah blah, so much blah 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 yeah. that actually influence people uh, to cause reputational damage that they don't they can't call up Game Pro and say, hey, go easy if you're going to review it bad, at least like say a couple of good things, or hear some sweet screenshots. No, you got some balding guy yelling at a microphone about how Blizzard's a, a shite company or something, and or whatever, Bethesda, you name it, whatever. So you know, And it's not a good look, and that's like the number one source of information sales. They don't have control over it. So I realized mobile is resistance to this. The fact is, we can shit on mobile all day, but nobody even cares to watch it all that much. So I think a lot of games are also getting put on this platform because they're seeing more success, regardless of how much shit you throw at it, because they don't have an invested critical class, per se. Right. Uh, it's already not space. our audience.
2: Like when we well, go, not- oh, I hate mobile. Like we get an echo chamber of people going, yeah. Well, then where are all the people that are downloading it? Because it's being yeah. downloaded by millions of people. Yeah, they don't. Yeah.
1: They don't. They don't watch this stuff, or they they do. I'm sure there's plenty of mobile fans that listen to our show. that are like, eh, I like these guys anyways, but they dumpster mobile. They're so silly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and still just play anyways because who cares? Like my friend, my friend Mike plays Hearthstone, the Battlegrounds. That's like one of his only games. It's a play on the, on the phone for years. Yeah. And yeah, and he plays religiously. He like, sent me text. I was playing. And some kids thought it was cool and said my my elemental was OP. He doesn't watch the show, uh, except maybe on on the odd occasion if something really funny happened. Uh, he doesn't watch any gaming shows. The only gaming news he gets is from me. Poor guy. Sure. And um, <laughs> and and but he's playing Hearthstone, and that's his one mobile game. And and like that's most gamers. And that's when we get to the Square Enix thing. I'm like. Yeah, why would you want to? Like, we have this notion that like games are sacred, and we're all trying to climb this mountain of critical success. And it's like, it's a they they, they have to respond to shareholders. They got to they got to turn a profit. There's no profit in making a bunch of angry people pleased. That never never pleased angry people. Please, like that's an abusive relationship, and we're not. The money's not there. So I look at Arclight Rumble and I'm like this is probably the best thing they're doing honestly. Like th- th- like y- y- we might critically look at it and go what a what a meh game and I'm like this is success this is success for a AAA studio right now. Yeah. And uh, I agree with and that. Not Diablo Immortal for Diablo 4 is probably going to be really great. It's not going to make nearly as many sales um comparison to the cost it takes to continue running and to make it. And and if something bad goes wrong, like there's another real-money auction house, they're going to get reputational damage all over the place uh, for trying something new that didn't work out. So, yeah. yeah
2: so, you know. Scott and I actually talked a little bit about this. I don't want to necessarily go too deep because it is on our reaction to the announcement, but it's worth bringing up here for people that didn't hear it. Um I think Bo's totally right. And I think on the other side of that, though, like I do think this relationship between what would be your AAA games and your more casual mobile games, I do think it is symbiotic in both ways though, because I do think that like, okay, Warcraft Arclight Rumble is not going to be for uh, most of the people hearing this. It's going to be for a wider audience that exists outside of being plugged in and being way into triple A games. However, the Warcraft brand doesn't mean anything if they drag that brand through the mud. Yeah. And I think that's why you still see like, is Diablo four going to make more money than Diablo immortal? Probably not. If I had to guess, my bet would be Diablo Immortal ultimately makes more money than Diablo. Four.
0: Yeah. Maybe in quick but order too. like quickly, it will make more money than that. Well, you
2: do Diablo four to keep the people happy and to give the people what they want to keep that brand relevant. So that Diablo Immortal still means something, yeah. And uh, I, I do think there's an element of both ways, but I that's why I always say like, and and Scott, I think you said it a really good way a couple weeks ago. Like we're the grasshoppers, they're the ants. Yeah. And it's good to remember that that's the nature of the relationship. When you get you know pissy about mobile games and stuff like that, like there's a lot more of them, and if gaming companies only catered to them. The only games we're gonna see is indies and mobile games. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's all we'll get.
0: Yeah. And nothing wrong with indies. But what no, I part but
2: of- those are clearly passion projects. Right. Right. Like right. they're not going anywhere because those are people making games that they care about just because they care about yeah. Them.
0: And sometimes those people are indie only until they're not and then they're big anyway. Like you need the big for the small uh, part of what drives small indie experiences is that they lift some ideas sometimes superiorly implemented but take ideas from big triple a titles and then employ them in a smaller simpler method or whatever i don't want any of that to go away um but john's right like it's a symbi- it's weirdly symbiotic and we did talk about it a little bit so you know i think we I, I think this is good clarification on that but basically it, For me, it comes down to this. If Diablo 4 or Diablo as a franchise exists in these other ways, then great. Let mobile be a big part of that. If Warcraft's to exist in some other ways, let let Arclight be a huge part of that so that that money churn means that the other stuff is still justifiable because a lot of companies did do just this. I mean, Konami tried to throw everything behind Pachinko, which is even a weirder bet that turned out to be a mistake because the pandemic made everybody stop playing and they got really gouged and now they're kind of getting into games again. But but they saw the writing on the wall, which is here's all this money, should be ours, let's take the money. And that means we can't do this other stuff because we got to do this. At least this is them saying, again, we're having this conversation in a vacuum outside of all the accusations, outside all the other other shit. If we're looking at this just as like a purely what is this company doing with this effort, then I think this is probably... A smart move for them with a game that millions are going to play, which means millions and billions possibly in revenue worldwide, which means a lot more resources at Blizzard, especially given their, you know, this transition to Microsoft. And they need that kind of cash to do that sort of thing, even though I'm probably never going to play this thing or care much about it so because we're not the target. Like John said, we're not the target. I'll probably I mean, I'm going to play because I want to see, you know, it'll come out and I'll go, oh, OK, here we go. But I'm not begging for access or trying to get betas or anything. It's just like
1: we also, yeah, we have ideas about what the audiences are based on our own biases. Yeah, we talked about that last week with people bringing pins to BlizzCon. I'm like, didn't you come here to see esports pros do amazing things in person? Why are you trading (laughs) pins? Like, and you know, you realize, well, that's what I think of the company and and what it's supposed to be doing. Obviously, there's a lot of people involved and they have different ideas. Yeah,
0: everybody's got their own their own ideas, and
1: so. You know, I think uh, it's just uh, we've hitched our wagon uh, in various ways, all three of us, to Blizzard Properties. I really wanted it to be a premier esports company. Yeah. we really liked here. That's not what they are, and
0: that's okay. Yeah, It's that's, true. That's what and, it is. And even if we wanted it, they were under no obligation to give it to us. They're going to sway with whatever winds blow whatever way, and we may as well talk about uh Square Enix. Oh, I should mention this real quick. Just a couple of details. Arclight Rumble – uh monetization will not include loot boxes will have a weekly spending cap and randomized items with duplicate protection so these are these are good those are good moves in the space this game inhabits because there are a million of these that don't honor any of those those ca- caveats and I'm not saying it's a perfect solution to a free to play world but I do like that
2: and yeah, like I, I also but... to be clear that is as of right now they have uh, it, it has been said that this could change yeah but as of right now what they're saying no loot boxes okay a weekly spending cap but i don't know what it is i don't know if anybody has heard but i haven't heard what it is 2100 gold there's a link
1: article linking to wowhead which has more details?
0: Uh, 2,100 um, gold. So it's a gold. Uh,
1: so what's the? <coughs> so the cap is players may only purchase twenty one hundred gold a week, along with other weekly caps. But what's the cash equivalent of that? Yeah, that's uh, a good they question. Haven't, they, they haven't said it'll be. So that's
2: uh, like that's what from. I mean. Is like you know you hear about these caps and you're like, well, look at them protecting us, but then you find out something like that's $200 a week or something like that. It's it's like, that's nothing to somebody, but that's a lot. to somebody. It's probably something ridiculous.
1: Like probably something (laughs) like a thousand dollars, 2100 gold, maybe 50 bucks or something like that. Who knows? Um, But it's probably, it's probably not going to be as high as lost Ark, which is a thousand dollars a day. Right. um, You know, it'll probably (laughs) be something if you want to, these, like, I've come up with a new term, by the way. I have to see if you guys like it for these kinds oh, of games. let's do it. What for a that... genre of game, whale hunters.
0: Oh, oh, look at this.
1: It's a whale hunter. Like, it's a genre of game you develop. So, if you're a developer, you're like, are we making an RPG or are we making a whale hunter?
3: Hmm. Yeah. Like,
1: Genshin Impact, it's a whale hunt. That's the genre. It's a whale hunter. The thing is designed to find the spenders right like you know whatever it is whatever it is. this is a whale hunter
0: oh let's call like, them whalers that's better cuz it's shorter and it also means the same thing so they're whalers right don't yeah, you don't okay, you call a whale sure. hunter a yeah. whaler no whalers
1: well, i like hunter because i don't know hunter sounds like uh they're hunting for the whale whalers oh. are like people who work like uh, <laughs> 18 hour days whaling you know what i mean like sure that's yeah, a whaling good point. implies that they've done a lot of work and whale hunters want shortcuts. I'm like, just, just thinking got a big gatling gun up on the beach <laughs> and they're just going. <laughs> I'm just those implying of the, uh, that you throw
2: hunter on there and there's no art to the craft. <laughs> right. It's like if they've got dynamite, they'll throw it at a whale. If they've yeah, got, yeah. you know, they'll do whatever they need to. My
0: whole yeah. my whole thinking there was just the internet likes short things and whaler sounds like something you'd actually hashtag instead of whale hunters for some reason. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I just I feel like it doesn't work then because to me a whaler is like a you know like fishermen are out in the boat 18 hours. It's a terrible life. I read the old well, man in the sea. Well, we've,
2: uh, we've know, put like, them both out there and we'll see what catches
1: on. I'm sure. like it doesn't the analogy doesn't work maybe there's a better term though
2: uh all for critiques i i like it though yeah i I like it because it that is exactly what some of these games feel like
0: i'd call it uh let's call them ahabs for the character and uh and what is it no because ahab never ahab's always in pursuit
1: whale hunters get their
0: Well, that's true
1: whale like they're piling on five thousand whales into the boat they're like it's gonna sink but let's put more whales on it like we we, we don't care do it's, we we're hunting for the whales do we
0: have like an old lore story of a character who just did nothing but take out whales successfully every i don't think that guy exists so i think maybe whale hunters sounds by the way that sounds like an a and e show as well so good job but, on that
1: yeah yeah like maybe some like whatever you call those people that overfish. like
0: yeah you know they have like
1: giant machines like they put dynamite in and then scoop up <laughs> all yeah. the shrimp out of the water, like yeah. the, whatever there is for that. Um Yeah. That, that sort of mass, like it's not farming or, or even foraging the land or, you know, it's yeah. I could I see there's something better than hunters, but I'm not
0: sure. Well, without swearing, maybe it. whale efforts. It's pretty good. hear it in your head it sounds uh, all right i
1: don't want to shame anyone's kink you know like (laughs) (laughs) like, let's not do that to the old uh, whaleys somebody somewhere is (laughs) looking at
0: one of those 12 foot penises of a a whale and getting super stoked about it i've
1: never really met a whaley see lots of furries you see those jpegs and uh, profile pics but i never see a guy who's like into whales no that's a rare thing yeah
0: Yeah. but uh if ahab was alive today he'd be ahab 52 or whatever on Twitter, and he would <laughs> he would have an avatar that's a Whaley avatar. That would happen.
1: Mm-hmm. But, anyway. um, but just on this front, though, even though there aren't loot boxes, there are going to be some kind of random purchases. So, like, I don't
0: Oh, well, they hard just to say, say how much box? this
1: is like. No, this is a semantic, like, we don't have loot boxes, we have weekly specials, or what?
2: right? Yeah, we have a store that we changes have card week packs. Week. Yeah, like, and, and they did show that, like, that it was going to be like, well, here's what you can buy this week, you okay, know? Okay,
0: well, then I'm annoyed with not calling, okay, fine, you're not having loot boxes. Is that just like me saying, you know, it's Kim says, Scott, you need to go mow the lawn. Um. Okay, I won't be not mowing. Them. I mean, it sounds like bullshit. I don't like it. It kind of is. I don't like it if it's if it's you're like not going to do a boxes. Instead of random,
2: instead of just giving you random items, it's instead you can now buy from a selection of random items.
0: Yeah, or call them you know bags or uh, <laughs> packs or some other name. If that's what they're saying, that will really bug me. I don't want to throw them in jail well, for that, but.
1: I just like a loot box is a very broad can be a very specific term, like it is a picture, a JPEG of a box, and then a little flashy animation, and then stuff comes out. And I'm like, okay, that's a loot box. But is a card pack and hearthstone a loot box? Yes. Yes, it is, but <laughs> some people might be go. No, it's the card pack. It's very different than a loot box. There, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <spittin'. laughs> <laughs> but you know,
2: just, Bo got so into that he just spit all over himself. Yeah. Well, it makes <laughs> me, it, that
1: makes me thinking. That's possible. Makes me mad. But I know that might be what's going on with this because I'm like, if it's random, it's the it's a term of art. A loot box. It means. You you show product A and you get product A when you buy. Everything else is a loot box. Yeah, that's if like saying. If you're uncertain about yeah. what it's going to be, it's yeah. a form of loot box.
0: Yeah. It's like <laughs> saying, oh, why didn't you deliver mail to that guy up the road? Well, he doesn't have a, a mailbox. What do you mean? He's got yeah. one right there. It's all made of stone. Yeah, it's yeah. made out of stone. It's not a box. It's like a cave. And, it's not a mail cave.
1: And, <laughs> yeah. And the reason, and I'm just going to explain this because I think everyone needs this education. Not just, just to know because it just pisses me off that some people know and other people don't know and then try to grift them. It's that your, your, your brain optimally likes variable reward. That's why if you get a reward, John's often talk about, I want good rewards for my dungeons. But if you play the same game for 10 years and get the same analogous type of rewards for 10 years, that novelty still goes down. The science shows that you are less excited. The science shows that if you actually shit on people occasionally in between good rewards, that is more engaging. So the randomization means you're not getting something awesome every time. You're getting something shitty. And that makes you, in moments of weakness, want to buy again, want to buy more. It's incentivizing because you're like, oh, shit. And then you're like, let me buy two more packs. we've all been there. We've all done it. It's part of being human that that, um, they call it variable reward, I think. Mm -hmm. Basically, like too low rewards, too long between rewards, not interested. Too many rewards, saturated. You get bored with it variable rewards that's where it's at day you get a kiss some other days you get a slap how do i get the kiss i don't know but let me keep pressing the let me be the lab
2: rat to keep pressing the button and get the kiss you know like yeah. that's well there's that, another side that's to what this that is too because yeah. there's that and then the opposite side of this so the way it works i don't know if we've explained it well but basically what it is is yes to anybody that wants to say well you are going to know what you're buying you see the skin and you go, or the hero or whatever, and you go, that's what I want to buy. And that's what you get. But the selection is what is random and it's random for a limited bit of time. Um, so not only are you still kind of getting the loot box on the one end and the, maybe it's something you want, maybe it's not, but then on the other end, you've got a big ticking clock to where if it says, Hey, you, you've only got, so many more days to buy this. And you look at your gold and you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm nowhere near that. Do I want to play more? Or do I just buy gold and buy it right now? I don't have much longer. I don't know when this is going to come back in rotation. I don't know when I can get this. I better buy it. Yeah. So it's also leaning on that instinct of like that fear of missing out. Artificial scarcity. Yeah. yeah, It's like, well, you better get this. You, You want this mage? Well, this, you're only gonna be able to get Jaina for another two days. So you either play a shitload of the game or you better buy some gold. Yeah. So it's it's it is predatory, but it's also mobile standard, you know? Like I, I'm not but, surprised but by any of these Artificial mechanics.
1: scarcity is more common. Like even your sale at your local drugstore on, you know, cheap Pepsi, like, oh, get cheap Pepsi two days only. Like, or cheap bed mattress, uh 50% off bed mattresses, come on it. Like the sale is just made up. They're just having a sale. Yeah. The fact that, that that value changes has no real correlation to reality. It is it is there to motivate you with anxiety and, and timing. So mm-hmm. like, I, even though you're right, it's predatory, that's more common. But you don't go to the grocery store and they have a closed pack of meat and they're like, could be a gallbladder, chicken gallbladder, or it could be a delicious breast <laughs> of a steak in there. I don't know. <laughs> buy it. And if you didn't like it, buy another one. You might yeah. get a legendary pork chop.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: this is good. You this know, is the best. We'd be analogy. like, we'd be
1: like in rioting if that people did that.
0: This uh, is a really good analogy. Like, legitimately, that is a good one. Everyone always wants to know the difference between this and regular marketing. That's it, that's the difference. You don't I buy a bag of potato chips pork, at a store yeah. and go, "Gosh, I hope these are the potato chips I wanted, not somebody's uh, rectum." You know, like you don't. <laughs> somebody's <laughs> rectum. <laughs> I can't think of another Scott's thing. That's like what's another food? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what else could be in a bag of chips that is edible?
0: You know, I need a rectum. Big bag of rectums. I don't know how yeah, that works. Great. But uh, but high yeah, chip, that's a really good anxiety. analogy, and I think that's exactly what they're facing down. So we'll see if how the, well they handle it my expectation Wait, is it'd is, be is like there, everybody else
1: what's our, what's our mashup guy's name i just know it's jamie famous I'm, it's jamie Jamie. Okay. Yep. All he's canadian also also canadian hi, also, hi, also hi, canadian. hi, hi, yeah, hi jamie yeah hi jamie he hears all this and this conversation.
0: probably already making a mashup based around your australian accent yeah. in the pre-show so yeah. we'll see how that goes
1: jamie mashup
0: nice um i do have pork rind pork rinds sometimes and some of those look like they came from pretty close to the rectum you know those pork rinds you never know where those well, are I think,
1: stripped out of I think the butthole is edible at least in hot dogs
2: it's definitely that's definitely there a, are some a people that rectum. definitely think the butthole is edible
0: oh absolutely there are probably some listeners right now hello to all of you
1: <laughs> right now
2: <down? laughs> my favorite thing listening to core and eating the butthole <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you imagine if that was true what was that <laughs> hold on a second what was the the stupid rogan show where he made people do scary things what was that called Fear factor. Fear factor. Fear factor. He had them eating there were pig anuses quite often on there. So they'd have a whole rectum like the internal rectum yeah. of, of a of yeah. a pig and they Yeah,
1: eat like that. I'm sure you know some jackass adjacent yeah. thing, I'm sure you know it's That's
2: 100% what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. we were but not I'm, talking. I'm about more picturing else.
1: somebody, you know, doing some <laughs> weird some some, you know, Netflix and chill kind of business. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, H- and they just HBO. HBO stop for and a chill kind and of business. Go, Boy, do they have us pegged, huh? And, yeah. then back and just to the
1: it. idea that anyone's HBO and chilling and listening to Core at the same time, like two great things all at the same time. Yeah,
0: all at once. Aren't you lucky? You'd say to yourself, sure. um, "Look at this. This is gross." I'm putting it in our chat in our, in our Discord, and I'm not telling anyone. Oh
2: about it. no! What are you doing? It, this is our fault, John. We okay. Go this isn't as bad as I thought it yeah. was. You've seen these probably before. Stuff. Oh yeah. But Scott has shared. with You can us. buy that. Yeah.
0: You can buy those. And Honestly,
2: I, the part of this image, so Scott sent us uh, chocolate buttholes. <laughs> I
0: Send you chocolate butthole. <laughs> the, the worst part of the image, image is, the, of
2: is the expression the on the gir- the lady's yeah. face. Yeah, the lady's face is the absolute worst. I, I, if somebody was like, "Hey, you want to hang out with this lady? Or do you want to eat this chocolate butthole?" I will be eating <laughs> like, the butthole. Thank you. Very how much, much did she get paid for this gig?
1: <laughs> like, you want to take a photo for twenty dollars? Eating chocolate? Is it a hundred dollars? I what think do she works there.
0: She works there. She's like, look at her. She looks like she works there and is on some sort of THC uh, level of life. Uh, so she's like, they're like, hey, uh, Janice, an
1: accountant. We need a model. eat <laughs> some of the more product you want to do. She's like, uh, I
0: love it. I'm not I love just that you. The can get it. Next week, I'm vacation. I'm also
2: very hungry.
0: Yeah, I'm not just the founder. <laughs> I love a chocolate anus. Would be your thing. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, anuses aside, let's move on to the Square Enix story. Uh, Enix. So they did a weird thing, kind of out of nowhere. I don't think any of this was was known um, much, anyway. It felt like it came out of nowhere. Square so Enix sold most of its Western studios to a, uh, um, a capital holding company called Embracer Group, which apparently has a lot of video game assets. Embracer um,
1: Group kind of burst on the scene, too, right? Yeah. Like they were
0: kind of zero to 60 in no time uh, type deal.
1: Swedish video game company.
0: Yep. And they they now own so so your Tomb Raiders your uh, uh, Deus Ex Deus Ex, yeah.
2: Thief Legacy of Kane, yeah. they got Crystal Dynamics IDUS Montreal Square Enix they were Montreal Nordic, uh,
0: Gex uh, yeah. they got Gex just kidding no one cares about Gex remember Gex the game Gex or was it yeah, Gex?
2: nobody nobody cares it was that stupid Gex. lizard I game think I think yeah Gex. no it was Gex Nordic, Gex yeah. enter the Gecko
0: yeah enter the Gecko and it had like a famous comedian do his voice and it was a bad game. But I'll tell you what was good. Legacy of Cain and uh, those games with the um, speaking of uh, Corey Stockton at Blizzard, this used to be where he worked. but uh, Legacy of Cain and then it's sequels Reaver of Souls," was it Soul, Soul Reaver. Reaver. Amazing games for their time. I'm sure there's you know yeah. better things now, but love that now, the Legacy of Cain uh, in particular, I thought was so rad, and I played it on my PlayStation One Yeah. Anyway, they got them all. Um, They also say they want to invest in blockchain. Uh, according to their press oh, release. Oh,
2: good. Yeah, yeah. Square, Square Enix.
0: <laughs> yeah, Square Enix. Enix, not not Embracer, not Embracer. Right.
2: This was in Square Enix's press release about the the purchase. They basically you, said they want to invest the money in technologies like AI and blockchain. Yeah, yeah. We don't so, want to talk about
1: Embracer, but we want to talk about what's why Square Enix did this. Yeah, we don't care about
0: Square. Em, I mean, we Embracer
2: do, got a good deal. They're they're fine. Now let's talk about what Square Enix. did. How much did. was
0: what was the, what they get? Three hundred something. Million 300 million, yeah. Okay, so pretty good. I think a pretty good deal. I never Uh, asked for this. uh, (laughs) I think that they probably got a better deal than most would have. I also think Square Enix has always had an awkward relationship with their own Western purchases. Uh, Well, they clearly
2: have unrealistic expectations on how they should be performing.
0: Yeah, that is for sure. Um,
1: I think, and and this is where I wanted to bring it up with how you felt, John, as the Final Fantasy XIV player. Yeah. Because I don't think they think very much Final Fantasy XIV either. I thought I saw that somewhere in my reading.
2: Well, I, I was reading some stuff, too. It seems like Final Fantasy fourteen gets a little bit of a pass because it does make a decent amount of money for them. Like, still not any... Like, it doesn't compare to... They're not impressed. Their mobile games. Like, they, yeah. they sit back and they go, Oh, mobile games. But it's like mobile games, MMOs, and then AAA. So it, it exists in kind of this middle tier between yeah. the two, which uh, means... Typically gets left a a little bit alone. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried that, you know, they're going to try and find some way to force NFTs or blockchain on the game. Uh, Yoshi P, the games director, has said that he will not have it in his game, but he has lost those fights before. He's also said he didn't want a store for Final Fantasy XIV. It has a store. Uh, There was a feature in the most recent patch that he said he really didn't want in the game, although he could see value for players, which was the ability to try on stuff that you could buy in the store from within the game. And he said he didn't want the store anywhere in the game. Obviously, he ultimately lost that call, too, even though I think that's actually a decent feature. So, you know, he's drawn a line and said, no, we're not going to put it in this game. But he doesn't always win those fights. And well, uh, the CEO the of place. Square Enix is still like after he caught all that flack for talking about NFTs, uh, he doubled down on it and was like, yeah, I think a lot of people don't like it, but I think we see value in it. So
0: yeah. <clears throat> They might be right on that front of seeing value in it. And, and they also specifically in this case talked about blockchain, which is kind of a it's a little bit of a distraction because when they say blockchain, they mean the things everyone's irritated with but blockchain itself is not a crazy idea for game integration. Some of that already happens. It just doesn't involve NFTs or freaking some of this other bullshit. So they tried to adhere to that messaging, but you know, I mean, just tell us what you're talking about. I don't like it when they dance around that stuff. Um, I'm looking at a mobile game right now, their battle Royale game set in the final fantasy universe, uh, here on screen. And, uh,
1: that's Midgar. That's underneath the Final fantasy seven. This
0: is their BR game. That is totally mobile. Um, It's actually okay. I played it, but I just wanted to mention it has some of the worst pop up I've ever seen in a video game in my life.
2: Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's It's really, really really bad. Really egregious.
0: Yeah, but it's fun. It plays like Fortnite or, you know, any of these kind of games. And I think from what I've heard, that game makes them tons of money. I'm guessing none of us have played it (laughs) other than me. I hopped in. But
1: but this this sort of just like this week's news has been interesting because, you know, Warcraft has Diablo Immortal. Uh sorry, Activision Blizzard has Diablo Immortal and Warcraft uh, Warcraft Arclight Rumble as big announcements. Square Enix divests itself of great game studios. We all want another Deus Ex. Oh my god. Yeah. Um more Tomb Raider, you know, the new Tomb Raiders were well regarded. Yeah. Uh companies that Square Enix themselves were like kind of poo-poo on, they're like, oh mobile. And you just kinda like look at it and you're like, Yeah, like this is This is like, they're, 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 they're designed to make money. Like if you just look at it's like, is it, I own shares and I want to make some return on the shares. They're like, mobile's the way to do it. The, the, the evidence bears it out. People say one thing, but when we look at the numbers, the profit comes from this stuff. Yeah. Then you're like, oh yeah, they should get rid of all their great games. They should stop making AAA games completely. Like, what's the point? Yeah, you know, they're just going to get shit on for not being good enough, anyways. Uh, and they're not going to make that much money at them. Yeah. So and I think you have licensing a point. issues. People stream them. Not every company's loves. Square Enix isn't a lover of streaming, even though they they tolerate it, as we know, with some of their games they've released. Like, don't they t- ask people not to stream? Yeah. Like there's look probably. I bet you there's a bunch of people who don't give a shit about making world's best game that uh, operate these companies like we need to make profits for shareholders money's in mobile
0: yeah let's go and they I mean they literally said AAA is not as profitable as mobile that's their way of saying get ready we're going to be doing a bunch more mobile not exactly saying we're dumping all our traditional Final Fantasy updates or whatever 16 is going to be and I guess we know it's back to fantasy or whatever
1: maybe that's why Microsoft is buying like buying up all this stuff now maybe the reading the room in 5-10 years the projection is all the AAAs get out of AAA games, and then these consoles got nothing to sell to anyone. It may be. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Microsoft like bringing in studios, Sony bringing in studios is like planning to make sure they got product for their devices into the future. What's
0: funny is it's, you could hear all of this talk that we're having, and you could assume that all of this means that big AAA studios and or publishers and or console makers are losing money on their big AAA games. The answer to that is that is absolutely not true. They're making more money than ever on those games, single player games, non free to play games. They're making it's, it's, tons of money more than they've ever made. That isn't slowing down. What this means is another revenue stream over here that the three of us or others may not think is as cool as our mainline stuff that over there is way outperforming the growth in this side of it. So, It's not like there's a dip over here. That's usually what happens when you see something like this, this sort of shift. This is still growing. It's it's still a thing. It's still growing at rapid rates. The video game business is not slowing down. But over there is this exploding mobile market that if you don't have a handle in there, then you're going to lose out because everyone's fighting for the same money. So
1: that... But getting rid of them signals, Square Enix getting rid of them signals that it's not worth it.
0: Yeah, it's not worth it to them. Um, and yeah, that's my actually, point. If, if it gets so lucrative on the mobile side that it's no longer worth it for you to make AAA games, even though you're still making money on them, which is what yeah. we learned from their their Guardians of the Galaxy game, they made money on that. It sold a lot by any measure. But it well, still wasn't it enough for them. Why? Because it's not mobile. It's not whatever those numbers are.
2: Right. Because they're, they're looking at it as an equivalent space. They're not looking at it, like you said, as two different things. Right. They're looking at it as video games, one column. And it's like, well, this video game is making us... And I, I don't know for a fact that this is what they're doing. That's what it what sounds it like, like, though. Right? Yeah, yeah. It looks like they're looking at a a pillar of money that just says video games. And it's like, well, what did our video games earn us? Well, these mobile games earned this, and this Guardians of the Galaxy game earned this. And they're like, how much money did we put into that? Why would we do that? That bit, that didn't make very much, all things considered. And look at how much we put in. Whereas these games are making way more, and we put almost nothing into it. Yeah. Like. Why would we keep that? But I, I, I think that this is a fallacy. And I think it is going to burn a lot of companies in the future. This is where my real concern comes in. Because I look at companies like... And I talked about this with someone on Twitter the other day. I talked about it on my stream the other day. Right now, Netflix experienced its first loss in subscribers. Since they moved to being primarily streaming, yep, two
0: hundred and thirty thousand or something, they
2: lost. Freaking out about it. Yeah, they're, they're like, what's happening? And the big scapegoat in the corporate room is uh, account sharing. Yeah, is what's getting blamed for it. Yeah, but when you think about it. Netflix was doing some pretty smart things they got a lot of people on the streaming bandwagon one because not a lot of people were doing it Two, they enticed a lot of people by going hey you know those shows that those greedy television companies canceled we're bringing them back you're gonna get more seasons of arrested development and all this stuff and then they were one of the the first companies to kind of see the writing on the wall and, and you can tell a meeting happened where someone said, hey, What happens when all these companies that we're streaming the products for realize, well, why don't we just do this ourselves? And they said, okay, we got to get ahead of this. Let's do Netflix originals. We'll do our own shows. We'll do our own movies. Very smart, very forward thinking, because I feel like they got on that very quickly. Agreed. But then they played this game of, well, we've, we've noticed a trend that if we launch a new show, it gets a bunch of interest in the first season. And then interest dwindles as as seasons go on. But we get a big spike whenever we do a new Netflix original. So instead of continuing to let these shows run their course, let's cancel any show in its third or second season and launch a new show in its place. And let's just keep doing that. And that's exactly what they did. And there were so many good shows on Netflix that don't tell a complete story because they just got canceled on season two or three You know, sometimes even before that. And then they launched another show that then also didn't go anywhere. Right. So nobody's going to have faith that Netflix television shows are going to ever pay off. I'm not ever going to get invested in a Netflix show. That doesn't mean anything to me anymore because I have no faith they're going to complete it. All meanwhile, what they probably knew was going to happen happened. Everybody launched their own streaming service for their own products. So you can't rely on Netflix for movies anymore unless it's their original movies. So that's really all they have now. And I don't know if I've ever seen a Netflix movie that I thought was really, really excellent. Hmm. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. But even if they did, like we're at a place them. where it's like they're raising prices while the content that I care about or am interested in is dwindling.
0: Yeah, it's a weird... The price high combined they're in with a bad that, place, that's 100% yeah. true. And I and and you're right that they... I mean, here's the here's the disgusting thing about it and kind of what I was trying to make the point of about earlier. Netflix losing 233 subscribers in the large scheme of things, for them, is nothing. Yeah, It's nothing. This is purely an investor outrage that then translates to customers because we're stupid cheap. But the point is they still by far have the largest audience of online stream subscriptions by miles and miles and miles compared to Disney plus and uh, HBO max and everybody else. But all, so what that means is they're already still hugely profitable. Um, they didn't, they wouldn't have lost money had they not had to pull out of, out of Russia. They would have been, they would have been okay. Um, so, there's like all these reasons to look at it and go, this is barely a blip for them. Okay, yeah, it's their first loss of customers, but you just recoup and keep moving and whatever. Instead, everyone is like, the world is ending. And the reason the world is ending is we have this unrealistic expectation of constant, permanent, never ending growth. And it's well, just never sustainable. It only no
1: underlying value. Like the,
0: John's point is that if they
1: would have had a catalog of shows, they'd have their own underlying value. Because I think the thing we're sort of losing sight of with all of this is, like, um, companies are not valued based on what they did or what's going on today. It's about the projection. So you could be massively successful, but if everyone knows you're out in two years, your stock price goes down, people are mad, heads roll. So, like, this isn't about their games are successful today. This is, I think, about a more flat stream of revenue because mobile purchases are probably don't have the same spikes as uh video game purchases where they go to launch they sell a bunch and then they put it on sale and try to you know get money after right so the, the the revenue stream is very up and down unless you've got a cash hose like world of warcraft league of legends um but everyone gets to have a cash hose in mobile because of the micro, because of the the pricing model, the pricing model means they're probably generating more consistent revenue and showing growth as they add new titles and yeah. don't make big launches out of them. Mm-hmm. Generally, you just kind of see the games appear, and they persist for a period of time. And um, so, I think what it is for Square Enix, if they're sitting down and just u- do using numbers, they're looking at a highly volatile um, revenue uh, model versus one that is more flat. But positively trending, and that's easier to sell to people.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And yep. that's and, where
1: Netflix is losing because, yes, there's competitors, but as you said, they don't have any underlying. If everyone leaves and Netflix just has their own shows, then nobody saw that they, they, they,
0: they, they poof they're well, gone. And maybe that's but the their future. Value
1: is in their agreements, right?
0: But others. my my whole point is that they're not actually in that position at all right now. Like there's the pictures <laughs> no, no, being right painted right that well, they're that they're losing somehow. They're not losing. I mean, they lost two hundred and thirty thousand things partly due to but Russia. the
1: projection might be that they're like. You just play it out in the next five years. Everyone's got their own streaming services. Everyone making their own shows will make them exclusive. Halo is only available in a certain place.
0: Sure. Unless, unless eroding away their popularity. But unless the they they figure out a way to to pull themselves out of it, then you know investor feedback or investor panic was was unfounded. To me, this is like you know right now you're going to go pay five to six bucks a gallon where John and I live for gas which is ridiculous, but also at the same time, Exxon posted their highest grossing quarter of all time, of all history. Yeah. It, it's hard to but, reconcile the fact that... That's history. I hate that. I
1: hate That's history. It. Yeah. That's old news. Whatever happened today is old, Because a value of something in a business, like the reason you would want to buy shares in a company is because you're going to make some money in the future.
0: Yeah, it's all futures. Second.
1: Yeah. So, so value means, having a, a price tag means it's always viable every second of every day especially in this day of like micro trading and all that jazz yeah. too. Yeah. So, your value, the perception of your value is where it's going. That's why GameStop shot up. Cuz the it the the fact that people were buying in such volume implied that there was something somebody knew. <laughs> and then they, then they found out it was a troll.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, like that it's about perception. And the perception of Netflix is that um it's they're going to be losing revenue in the next five ten years because, like John said, they don't have a good underlying catalog of their own, and all their value now that streaming services are everywhere, they're not special because they're the streaming service with the tech, so they don't have any tech IP that's of great value, and they don't they're losing license agreements for content in the future, and that means less people will eventually. If you had to look at Netflix, you go, well, who's going to be using that in five
2: years? Mm. Yeah, and right. I think their reaction of well, it's account sharing. We got to crack down on it is it. That sounds like boardroom trying not to have accountability. You know what I mean? Like well, nobody yeah. really thinks it's account sharing, but that's going to make life harder on the users. It's because a bunch of people in a plane about to crash.
1: Like they yeah. react crazy. Like, I, you know... It, 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 what is it? There was that story on like mall rats or something where some people have sex. Cause like the plane's going to crash. Like <laughs> all kinds of crazy shit happens in yeah. a plane that's about to crash. That's anything out of Netflix in the next five years, unless something changes, that's
2: probably what you're seeing.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, I just think to bring it back to square Enix, I think it's the same thing. I think, I think putting all your eggs in mobile is a mistake because I think what you said was correct. Scott, this isn't one category. This isn't video games. I think that you can grow both these markets. I think our general, like, it's a Venn diagram, of course. There are people who like AAA and mobile games. There are mobile games, uh, primarily mobile game players that also play AAA. Like, it's definitely a Venn diagram. It's not completely separate. But I do think it is different audiences. And I think you can grow and cultivate both. And like we talked about earlier... Are more people going to play your Final Fantasy game if the Final Fantasy brand has meaning and purpose? Yeah. If you kill Final Fantasy and that brand now is associated with garbage and nobody likes it, does your mobile game with Final Fantasy in the title mean anything? No. Now you have to compete on a level playing field and people will tell you all the time that if you're getting in mobile app development, it is not a level playing field. Like you will make a game and somebody else with a bigger name and brand recognition will copy that game and take all the money that would have gone to you.
3: Yeah.
2: Like it is brutal and cutthroat (laughs) in the mobile space. So these companies do live and die on their names and reputations. And I think you have to cultivate both. And I think, you know, I don't think square Enix is completely getting away from that, but it does indicate a, a general shift. And I think it is risky because I I do think it's wrong. I do think you can cultivate both audiences. Yeah. Um, but hopefully if we're going to sunny side this, that means there's going to be some cool stuff coming out of like Deus Ex and stuff like that. Yeah, like,
0: they'd already announced an new, yeah, t- a new uh, Tomb Raider game like right before this, two weeks ago or something. There was a new Tomb nice. Raider announcement. So assuming that great. continues and development happens, then... Uh, Let's embrace
1: then, yeah. bra- embracer group.
0: Yeah, embracer Embrace group, goodness. whatever you're up to, good luck. Somebody in the chat was saying they're super into preservation, uh, physical game preservation. So whatever that means, they may have some initiative there to
1: embracers. Yeah, like in, in,
0: overall, not just with these acquisitions, but yeah. like they're well, that's cool. Then, yeah, yeah, I'd love I'm, I'm to see that.
1: an online museum of games. Uh, and, and we talked oh. about the library, right? The, the oh, place yeah. for gamers to. At least have knowledge and experience of older games. We haven't
0: talked about it, but the numbers, my Xbox numbers are way, way up, um, beat out both Switch and Sony, and not just availability, like software sales and stuff. I think the Game Pass thing might be starting to stick. I think that might actually start to be meaningful in a broader sense.
1: Consistent revenue for the developers, we don't have to worry about tepid launches and stuff. Like yeah. I, I, would you rather have a, a 20% chance, 10% chance at a giant pile of money, or would you take 12 months of consistent average income? And most businesses would probably take the... They'd take the bigger risk. Unless they have, unless they know for sure that they're going to kill on sales. Yeah. You'd, you'd probably like, eh, I'll take the handout. You know, that's better.
0: The well, nice thing about Microsoft, their top pockets are so deep, you can take almost any, well,
1: that's <laughs> any what I mean. risk it's you want. generous, too.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, in some ways, it is. it is that. So anyway, and with the logins
1: just, being more valuable than the revenue, they probably took a hit on those those people that first got in probably got in on some pretty sweetheart deals like very generous.
0: But even on a basic ground level, I think a lot of like parents and people in charge of their homes entertainment are just now figuring it out and going Wait, wait, wait! If I buy that one and I pay twelve a month or whatever it is, I can have all those games. Those are just included.
1: Grandma knows what Netflix is. Grandma, get this, then you just got to pay. It's like Netflix, but get all the games I want. Okay, there. The
0: value there is crazy when you hear that. Like, take your gamer mind out of
1: it. I have an S. I don't even know why there's an X. Like, obviously the graphics will be better. The S runs great.
0: It's great. It's a great console. It's a great
1: box. Even my my mom and I went to Best Buy because I got the Meta Quest this weekend. Another.
0: Oh, yeah we'll talk about that yeah.
1: and i was like look that's what my xbox looks like she's like that looks so cute it's like a kitchen appliance she, i can see the desire in her eyes just the appearance of it, it it's a clean looking tech box it's yeah,
0: nice it's really cool it's a monolithic beast but it but the fact that it does all the stuff it's doing for this low price everyone gets it and i just think that's starting to catch on in a way that <laughs> in a weird way netflix and others have paved the way for i think that's how people are going to gain more knowledge of it anyway We'll see how they do. Uh, And also, I want to see what Sony's thing is this June. I'm actually going to do it, see what they do. Uh, Fortnite is now playable on xCloud Gaming. uh, That includes through Apple devices. So if you want to play uh, Fortnite previous to this because of their lawsuit, you haven't been able to do it for quite a while on iOS or Macs. And that is still true. Um, While that's all being... (laughs) They're still litigating the hell out of each other. But it will be playable through... Microsoft xCloud on those devices to me this struck me as like a fine story and whatever we would talk about on the show but what a weird what a weird crossing the streams of all the stuff and the brands that have long been like like Microsoft's facilitating a way for Apple users to do Apple shit with a game that's currently banned on the Apple shit and there's a war between Epic and them but but somehow, X a Microsoft product.
1: Apple and there's agreements between Apple and Microsoft, so Apple can't just shut it down either, right? Yeah, you know, you know like. Because Xbox can stream games on, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's a weird game. It's of so weird. Industrial, poli- industrial politics. And Tim Sweeney's out here going, when well, he's tweeting about it. By the way, we're the best. We give 30% off of
3: <laughs> our publishers. <laughs> like,
1: he's still just hammering that message off when yeah. he t- at the end of his tweet on that. It's something like, <laughs> you know, he's like, uh, don't give Apple their cut of 30%. Way to go, Microsoft. Like, he's just like... He's, he's, I think he thinks he's like a samurai uh, of some great mission on this. Like, you know, uh, there's war in Ukraine. There's, there's uh, between, you know, there's war, there's pandemic, there's famine is still a thing. There are people treated bad, but Tim Sweeney's out here going, listen, we're not giving Apple 30%. It's the most important thing. I will tweet every day about this issue. And everyone's like, oh my God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they also, I should have mentioned this. uh, This is free. So this is part of xCloud, but you don't have to be a Game Pass subscriber to use it. And it will work on all browsers, uh, devices, all that stuff, which includes all the iOS devices, Android and devices, you- iPads, whatever. I wonder um, if
1: you can also make purchases in there.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure you can. But my thinking is this is smart on Microsoft's side because A, Fortnite, whatever, put it out there, let everybody have access to it. But this is how you draw people to your services. As you get them, if so, they're if they're going to check out
1: Microsoft the good guy. Phil Spencer's out there trying to make Microsoft the good guys. Kind of, yeah. He's like, Look, can't we all get along here? It's on here. <laughs> Done. Play your Fortnite. You guys have fun in court. We're going to be out here playing Fortnite.
0: It's, yeah, it's pretty interesting. You know, there's
1: probably some people that really don't like Phil Spencer that industry. Probably he, he makes yeah. he, he he makes everyone get along and does common sense things that aren't competitive. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: just <laughs> I think you are right, and like, I really like can't him. can you see
1: we're fighting here? <laughs> yeah,
0: like he doesn't have any of that warlike stuff going on. It doesn't feel like it. I know he has the war chest for it, but it just feels like he's like, yeah, we're doing this thing. We think it's good for gamers and us. We like it, and I'm boy, I sure like to play Quake. You know, he's just like a nerd like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. At least it seems that way, so please don't have I me. Mean, you never weird. know
1: behind the scenes, but certainly his public personas and his actions.
0: Yeah, don't give us. I don't want helm. some weird revelation. Don't tell, I don't even want to know the news. If it ever comes on that Phil Spencer, you know, eats he's goats, a Whaley. And, or he's whatever. A Whaley, or if he's a Whaley. <laughs>
1: Whatever He's it is. A whaley. I don't want to know. Dress up as a whale. Maybe. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not smander, smandering anybody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> smandering?
1: I'm not smandering anybody, but. Um,
0: I just you know, remember. He might be a whaley. I just uh, remember. Know, I might that, be one, two, This is so. when I really, I fell in love with the guy, but when I first went, oh, okay, Phil Spencer, speaking my language, is when they talked about this acquisition, we're talking about the biggest tech acquisition of, of all time. So much money, so many intertwined things to think about, do blah, blah, blah. Just crazy across the board. And the one of the first things out of his mouth was, well, we'll have access to the, uh, to the Hexen IP. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about what that might mean with Hexen. And I'm like, you're talking about Hexen. Hexen's this amazing yeah. game from the 90s that I love so much. But why is the CEO of, of Xbox, with all this power he's wielding, he's just talking about how cool Hexen is. I
2: love that. He wants to play. That's the one he's into. I love that.
1: Freaking love that. He's a legit. He's a legit gamer. He's not a. I'm. He's a legit gamer. Yeah. Gabe. Gabe is a legit gamer. I'm pretty sure Tim is too. With all his weird takes, he's still probably one of us. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Being a gamer doesn't look. There's one thing I learned about talking about video games with people. Being a gamer does not preclude you from having weird ass takes. Oh yeah, no. But I'm uh, not sure about fissemé. You know, I'm like,
1: I don't know. (laughs)
2: So, he did a he did an interview. I, I saw know. I saw this recently. It was funny. They said, "What's your favorite non Nintendo game?" Yeah. Because you know he's always been just the mouthpiece for Nintendo. So uh, any game you talk to him about, it's like, "Oh, Nintendo, this Nintendo that." And they said, "Okay, what's favorite non Nintendo game?" And he immediately, like no hesitation, went Halo. <laughs> So <laughs> he's at least made it that far. <laughs> yeah. It's about
0: time. Cause for the first year or two of his exit from Nintendo, it didn't even then you could give him a question like that and he would somehow turn it into a pro Nintendo conversation that like, he was so ingrained in that. And now it sounds like maybe he's at least willing to admit that he likes other things or something.
1: But again, does he? It- I just wonder if that's like I sort of think we forgive him because that's like maybe old school corporate thinking. Don't give play to the bad guys; give play to the good guys. You, you're you're larping, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just, but but like people want a relatable human being. Phil is a relatable human being. He'll just be like, yeah, I've played Hexen on my three eighty six. Yeah, and I'm a shit in a bag at my desk. Like if you said something, <laughs> like some story like that, I'd be like, "I believe you," and I'd be like, I, "You're a cool guy. Like I get it. We've all been there, buddy." Yeah, but you know, just that may just it seems so manicured and you know, and yeah, it's like,
0: he's got a little bit of that. I think he seems like a nice guy, but he's he's pretty he's protective. Nice guy,
1: I'm not saying nice guy, just larping. Sure.
0: Sure. And, and, Corporate and LARPing. Feel,
1: I don't feel like he's LARPing. Sometimes I feel like those circles under his eyes aren't makeup. They're, they're no, that's him up late <laughs> playing or whatever. He sometimes has the <laughs> vague look of the makeup person had to touch up his face because he was up too late playing, <laughs> uh, you know yeah borderline
0: plus he wears he wears sensible shirts and things like he wears like he wears a, like loose shirts it doesn't look like some buttoned up that's right type. he
2: does yeah. I, I think the same thing i'm like yeah he's not too stuffy he's got look at that shirt i love yeah, that, that shirt. guy shits in a bag he's cool i like him <laughs> Yep, just like all of us just like the rest of us
0: like the rest of us you're one of us you shit in a bag congratulations <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, maybe he doesn't shit in the bag. We don't, we don't
1: shit in the bag, but you know we've been there. Sure, where we've it's been close. There. You're yeah.
0: prairie dogging, and
1: you don't want to get up because you're in the middle of a level. You know? Oh,
0: sure. I like when yeah. I had to pee on this show, and i oh, you guys didn't notice. I may as well just tell y'all now. um John, I think maybe noticed me doing this, but did it happen I th- again? I threw a question to you, Bo, about um, light and as I did, I swung my hand in a certain way that knocked my drink over. And I spread. Uh, it was just water, but it spread water it all good. over the place. And I've been soaking uh, it up got with on this towel. Your equipment, though. Some yeah. of it, it got on. Um, oh, it no. got underneath my main uh, production box. Here's the worst not part. Your
1: mixer. You just got one. This, <laughs> we this <need> controller. That. <laughs> we can't miss D D again.
0: This uh, Xbox Series X controller got kind of hosed, but I think I can dry it out. I'm not too worried. The worst part about all this. So there's still water to clean up and whatever. I'll deal with it. This. I used this thing to clean it up. My mouse mat, I don't know if it's because maybe there was food on it once or maybe something else, but because of the water and then me wiping all this up, my mouse mat smells like cat pee. Like it. just the worst smelling. I don't even know what. No, oh, I don't Is know how a cat to. Cat
2: come and pee on there no, one time and you didn't notice. Well,
0: I mean, we have a cat, but this room's locked all day, so I don't know how he gets in here. I mean,
2: our I stupid cat peed on us while we were sleeping the other night. That sucked. <laughs> Oh no, why did he pee on you? Was he mad at you? He's mad about something. Wait a minute change. I think his litter box needed changing and it was one of those things where like I noticed it and I was like, well, tomorrow. But apparently he didn't agree with the tomorrow sentiment. Oh man, that's so gross.
0: It is like that. It's more like a chemical pee, not not someone in the chat says meth in the basement. It's like that, like somebody's up to something down here. That's what it smells like. So I don't know if I should do. Should I just get rid of this mouse mat and never have it again? I like, mean,
1: yeah, we talked about yeah, urea, I and mean, I got shouted down for my fears of urea. If, there's, if your mat's made with urea, it's a perfectly fine chemical <laughs> compound. No <laughs> need to freak out if it smells like cat pee, okay? It's not going to poison you.
0: All right? <laughs> <I have laughs> it's so fine. That came up again. It's
1: fine. It glows in the
0: dark, but it won't kill you. Okay. I'm not worried anymore, it turns out now.
2: If yeah. you uh, don't like the smell, take it away and get zero. something that smells okay. But then other, otherwise, you're fine. Yeah,
0: forget it. All right, our final story, a little bit of flavor fun here. Stone Cold Steve Austin, because he said so, was his thing, right? That's what he said?
2: Yeah, because Stone Cold said so.
0: because he said so. Yeah. Uh, favorite Zelda right. game is Breath of the Wild. And uh, so now what? Do you, now? Now what? he's picked it yeah
2: i'm not gonna talk about weapon breaking anymore because i don't want stone cold to come after me
0: yeah i think he's wrong though i think you know let me put it let me say this without breaking weapons he might be right with breaking weapons he might be wrong that's where i stand (laughs) yeah it's just i go
2: wind waker if i gotta pick a favorite it's either wind waker or link to the past
0: 100 percent those two a link between worlds was also good there are there are many wasn't as good that's true but there are many many good zelda games and they are all better than Breath of the Wild with bro- breaking weapons. Take that out. Suddenly, oh, Breath of the Wild just shoots up the list and is, might even be number one. It's Elden
2: Ring. I don't want Stone Cold mad at me. So I'll say whatever Zelda game he wants me to. It was a fun. It, so it was part of his little quick interview um, he was doing with uh, Cody Rhodes. He uh, asked him quick fire type questions, and one of them was, "What is the best Legend of Zelda game?" Cody Rhodes said, "Ocarina of Time." Stone Cold cut him off and said, "Wrong! Breath of the Wild." Mm. was very fun. I had nobody had any idea that Stone Cold played Legend of Zelda, and I would honestly pay money to watch him. I think
0: it's actually cool that he even had an answer. I think that's great. That says a lot about a you know, like dude, he's in his sixties or something, and he's still you know, he can just bring up a video game name. Not not that I yeah. not the six-year-olds can, but you know, these guys are famous. They've had a life of whatever. You don't think of them as just sitting down and playing Zelda one night.
2: No, that's not how I
0: picture them, but anyway, that's great. Stone Cold. Fact. He is a gamer. All right, we're gonna do a Dear Martha retro magazine letter.
2: Yeah, I got three of them for you today. Ooh, and I today's like these. theme is definitely Uh, The more things change, the more things stay the same. These letters, you could just change things and read them today. They'd still be relevant. But this is from Uh, July 1991.
0: 91. Okay. So this is our chance to, oh my gosh, I was 20 that year. That's weird. Um, What year was it? Sorry. 91, 91. 91. Yeah. So, this is, uh, these are going to come at you and uh, enjoy them. Uh, read in the style, of course, John's Dear Martha, uh, you know, retrospective historical view. <laughs> Here you go.
2: My dearest Martha, I'm writing in response to the letter Jonathan C. wrote regarding the video industry. And I have to say that I agree with him 100% on the matter. I've played a great many games lately. And I've beaten most of them during a two-day rental. Some games I can play over and over, and some of them insult my intelligence. They should make action games where you have to do more than mercilessly strike people down and add a little depth to the characters. Maybe then they would get more attention. What's going on with those video game manufacturers? <laughs> Yours in this life and the next. Derek. Ed.
0: Oh man. So does this mean? Do we, do we have a reply from Martha for this?
2: No, last one has a Martha reply.
0: Okay, so that one's so. there's that one. Now this one.
2: My dearest Martha, I am writing in response to an item in the Maze issues pro news reports. The notion of holding the release date back on Razorsoft Stormlord because of a little skin is ludicrous. <laughs> What is it with game editing in America? This so-called controversy would be non-existent in Japan. Sega of America has already ruined one great game, DJ Boy. (laughs) I agree with Razor Soft in that some TV commercials are more revealing than the little that is shown on their cart. They should leave Storm Lord as is. P.S. I'd love to hear more views on this subject from other readers. (laughs) Yours in this life and the next, Michael C. Wow. (laughs) They already ruined DJ Boy.
0: Yeah, DJ Boy. Oh, what are we going to do? DJ boy I just love
1: that there was a man out there who was looking forward to DJ
0: Boy, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. No, like, heard of it.
1: it's ruined! <laughs> like, the way we'd be
2: like, you know, Shadowlands, so bad! Like, you know, it's like...
0: Was DJ that Boy, that's probably an NES title or something? I'm guessing, 91? Since, yeah, eight, yeah,
2: this is probably NES era still, yeah. That's right, crazy.
0: All right, number three, which has a response. Here we yeah. go.
2: My dearest Martha, I hope I won't have to worry about this, but how do you rate your games? If you're like other magazines, you probably rate games by a 16-bit standard. I hope this isn't true. It seems I can't get a good rating on a Nintendo game anymore because of Genesis, the TurboGrafx-16, and other arcade-quality graphics systems I don't own or ever will. <laughs> The question is, can I get an honest rating from your magazine? Or do I blow my money at the local video store on low-quality games for the NES? Yours in this life and the next, Jason H.
0: I really dislike Jason H. I hate him. (laughs) He's my least favorite kind of gamer. Okay, so there's that guy, Mr. Troglodyte himself. But he gets a response from old Martha, and here's that.
2: We can assure you that when we sit down to review 8-bit games, graphics and all, we compare that particular game's graphics honestly and fairly against other top 8-bit titles we've seen played and or reviewed. There are such vast differences in memory and color capabilities between 8-bit and 16-bit graphics that to compare the two would not only be unfair, it wouldn't make any sense. Yours forever, Martha. <laughs>
0: I mean, she's right. That wouldn't be fair. She's right. I want to I wanna go ahead and give props to Martha for, uh, I think, taking the right stand in 1991. I like her. She's good. That damn Genesis. I will never own a
2: sixteen-bit system. I will never own a sixteen-bit yeah, system. That guy seemed it's like never going to happen. He
0: seemed convinced that Nintendo themselves were not headed that direction.
2: Isn't eight-bit enough?
0: Yeah, isn't that enough? <laughs> Why do we need all these new fandangled bits? Yeah. How many times have we heard that? Oh, every time. Every time. Right. Right. Okay. Should we now yeah. bunk? We're going to talk about the future today, too. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about the future. I think Bose tasted it. Um, I might have as well, but we're going to talk about what we played. Well, I'm going to not take too long with some of these because I've talked about them on the show before, but I got back into the gunk um, because SteamWorld 2 was so much fun to go through. And on portable on my Switch, I'm I'm playing the Gilgamesh game from the same developer, um, that I thought, you know what? I didn't give the gunk long enough play. I played it for a few hours, talked about it on the show. And then I just kind of forgot I was still on my drive and there on the series X. I'm like, I'm going to play this thing. Same, same devs. And you know, this is their first foray into 3d. So it's kind of a big deal. So I did and, uh, played a ton more of that game. And I think the gunk is actually really charming and pretty great. Um, still one of the prettiest games I played this year, or last year. And, uh, if it it has any problems, it's maybe got a few narrative issues, which I talked about before, uh, some of the character movements, a little floaty and weird, but it feels like a staging area for what they're going to do next. And while that may be weird for some, it's on game pass. So what's the harm? And there's a lot to like, especially graphically. It's really, really pretty. So I'm playing that, uh, the gunk. It's very good. Rogue legacy two came out of, of, uh, early access after a two plus year, uh, stint in the early access on steam and the good news is rogue legacy 2 is very good yeah yeah it's actually
2: out out then.
0: yeah out out yeah 1.0 <laughs> I, I have it as everything. well so like we can chat about it. yeah let's talk let's talk about it so it's on everything I'm playing it on steam because that's where I had the early access version um but you can get it on switch and consoles and you know all that I think even over I think yeah epic has it if you're a fan of the epic store they have it now so anyway it's full 1.0 of the game uh everyone always says hey should i play the first one first the answer is no this is more of what that was plus a whole bunch and really it's just such a tight refining of what that experience was while adding a bunch of new features character classes abilities that sort of thing and a pretty good graphical overhaul that i think this is just downright awesome i love love rogue legacy 2 so far bo what do you think I agree completely. It's more of
1: the same in all the right ways.
0: Yeah. I I
1: played Rogue Legacy 1 to completion. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it fit like a, it was just easy. Understood, you know, building up the map, getting the vendors. There's a lot more events, like crazy weird worlds and Mm -hmm. and stuff to pick up. That's a little different, but it's cool. Yeah. Um, and it's like a met- roguelike Metroidvania in that it's a Metroidvania, but the random levels are randomized.
0: Yeah. But even then so there's still really, these you know. weird mysteries that, you know, dead cells is pretty good at this too, but there's weird mysteries where that's where this, the, that's where I really get the Metroidvania vibe out of it is yes. Mm-hmm. You're side scrolling. Yes. It's big complex maps and they're, you know, they're created randomly, which is maybe different, but there's this mystery going on and you happening across things. And that kind of discovery is really good here. And doesn't feel arduous. You don't feel like you're lost. You don't feel like you're being tra- treated unfairly, but it's still hard because it should be because you're trying to build your well, dude sometimes up. Sometimes you're
1: born with a t- terrible condition like farting problem, yeah. like a irritable, super irritable bowel, bowel syndrome. Yep. And it makes your make run sense. harder. And yep. you're like, but that's the game. Sometimes your run is just hard because. Yeah, you're playing a blind person and you can't see anything.
0: Oh, that one's the worst because you can't see anything but a little circle around you. You don't. You have nearsightedness. Yeah. That one's hard. Yeah. I don't like the upside yeah. ad one where you have um, vertigo. Yeah. Um. But 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 again, I had
1: one where I was a diva, so when I get kills, they throw roses at me.
0: Yeah, which is totally <laughs> totally not a functional gameplay thing, but it's just this fun little flavor in there, and I love that about those those things. The first game did a lot of that. This goes way more into it. There's way more classes. Like, there's a chef version of a class. There's a uh, what did I just unlock? Um,
1: I haven't got that far yet. Seen the? the, I've got the standard ones like wizard and you know for the last one.
0: Yeah, there's a chef class. There's a chef. There's There's a bard class. Bard, yeah. I I didn't
1: like it because it was very hard. You're more of a diva than an actual effective fighter. I find (laughs) as the bard class.
0: Yeah, that, that that they're they're definitely different than each other in a way that was not so true in the first game. Like the cook uses a big pan a cooking pan, and it's a really slow oh. strike. Like a big hammer might be, but man, oh. does that thing do damage and bounce back and knock back and stuff. It's great. Freaking freaking got used to that and loved it. Plus he's got his special abilities to give himself a nice health boost all the time. So you let that cooldown happen and then he can boost up on health or get more mana or whatever. Anyway, if you played it at all, I mean, this thing's like the granddaddy of, of the modern roguelike in lots of ways the original game, and this is just, I was worried because like Spelunky one is one of my favorite games I ever played. Spelunky two came and I just kind of went, oh, well, this is really exactly what that game was. Like really, we're not changing much here at all. Uh, Not to get into the, the weeds, but it's just not that big of a change. I'm happy to report. I think this is enough new stuff without changing it too much so you're familiar with it immediately but then there's there's just a ton to it it's really really freaking good so play it it is quite good yeah, yeah. it's very good I like it alright chore core update beep, 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 beep. I played a game called ba- uh, bakery simulator I wrote it wrong here it's not baking <laughs>
1: Bakeries. If they up at five in the morning to play it or three. In
2: the <laughs> <minute>. <laughs> yep. That's the only time you can play. This I show.
1: know someone who's a baker. Their lifestyle is one of being up super early. It's very early. Fridge. yeah. It's like
0: ice cream it's places. Amazing. They have to have, have a guy make an ice cream at four o'clock in the morning because the whole rest yeah. of the day, they, they sell the ice cream he made. But same, same idea here. You are literally working in the morning. Um, It's really good. It's based in the unreal engine. Looks very pretty. Uh, all of the chore core stuff I like is really well represented. Roll your dough, cut it just right. Here's a little mini game to do that. Now you got to, oh, you bought a new machine that'll cut it in pieces for you. And then when you bake them, you don't have to cut them all by yourself. And that's a cool upgrade. And your your oven gets upgraded and all your items, you have to reorder products so you don't run out of salt or whatever. And here's the problem. All right there, while it maybe is samey compared to some of these, they have all the elements you, you ask for with these kind of games. Nailed it. Good job, guys. Well done. However, and they're not done yet. In fact, I don't even think it's physically out yet. Might not be. So there's
2: still time to save this.
0: I might have a key ahead of time. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But um, here's what what happens. When you're done, you fulfill the order, right? You had an order. You went through it. You did it. You've checked off all the check marks. It's a quest. You've done it. Now what? Well, you put your shit in a crate. So you say, oh, I'm going to take all these crepes or these donuts, whatever I've made. I'm going to put them in this crate. And then when I put that next to this place by the door, that makes it so when I go to the door, I can hit the door to exit. And now it makes me drive my stuff somewhere. <laughs> now, <laughs> if this was like some awesome, you know, Forza engine driving simulator or, a, or even like burnout with fun driving physics, that'd be one thing maybe I wouldn't mind crazy taxiing this thing off to a bakery somewhere because I'm a subcontractor for other bakers is what I am or stores that sell baked goods. And so if that was the case, I could get in my car and just go crazy GTA my way across town. That'd be fine. That isn't what they have me do. It is a uglier version of everything else you've done in the game. It feels like you're going from a modern 2022 engine and when you get, get out into your car, it's GTA 3 maybe. In terms of graphics and fidelity. The city is terrible looking. Everything's flat, untextured, awful. The car is ridiculous. And your job is to get in that car. And under 50 miles an hour, you can never go more than that. You have to drive your way to wherever the location is. There's like a ping on the map and you go get it. And then when you drop it off, it says, all right, you're all done. You want to tra- teleport back? And that's, that's the thing. That's how you finish a job. And it's not fun at all to do that last part. It's just not fun. Like, would you say it's a chore? It's a chore, and, 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 <laughs> yeah, and in the wrong ways. You it's, found it. They tried to gamify something a little extra, and I'm just, I'm just saying it doesn't freaking work. Now, it's only as currently constituted. They could change it. Here's what I would suggest. This is common in modern times. You have a service that delivers all your stuff. So when you're done, you. You 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 pull up a fake phone and go de doot deet and the little DoorDash type dude comes and picks it up and takes it for you and you're done. That's what I would want out of this. Instead, there's like a, a, a upgrade tree for perks. One of the perks is you unlock a truck so you can take more stuff. Well, I don't want to drive an effing truck. I don't want to drive at all in this game. It's a freaking bakery simulator, <laughs> not a driving simulator, and it's an awful addition to the game. Now, everybody I know and their dog who has played it early has gone to their forums and said so. I'm not the only one. Everyone universally is like, that's just not fun. Some people are mean about it. Other people, like I went in there and said, hey, as currently constituted. It's not really that fun, and it kind of takes me out of the game, makes me not want to play it. My suggestion would be like make it a fun driving section so that it's actually fun to do that if you're going to keep it. But my real suggestion would be blah, 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 and I explain the DoorDash idea. So I'm trying to give good good feedback. I really hope they change it cuz I actually think this is one of the more fun ones in the actual baking part. And I don't bake. I don't even know what to do in real life. But in the game, the mechanics are satisfying. The growth is, you know, the growth of your character and how you level up and all that feels really good. Until I have to drive. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I want to say about that game. All right. All right, well, yeah, on.
1: more, more bakering, less driver.
0: Yeah, less, less driving, more bakering. <laughs> I like that term, yeah. bakering. It's good.
1: Bakering, more bakering, please.
0: All right, uh, uh, good, good news. I, b- I picked up a uh, Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate Demon Hunters today. So it's mm. a, it's a Warhammer 40k game. Really, it's just Chaos Gate Demon Hunters. The 40k is implied. Um, holy shit. So here's what we've got. I've been watching this one for a while, right? It was all, had it on like wish list and all that stuff for probably a year. Um, This is what I've been asking for for a really long time, which is XCOM meets 40K. It's 100% what it is. So you know those big ships that look like half castle, half spaceships that you're always moving around in those games? You know, they're very iconic. And they always have names like the Holy Ziggurat or whatever, you know, whatever. Oh, I love <laughs> that stuff. I love their names. I love everything about that stuff. We already know this about me. I'll play any 40K game you put in front of me. But this one is, I won't call it a ripoff of XCOM, but the mechanics, the, the concepts, they're all XCOM stuff. So, for example, that fortress ship that I was just talking about, instead of it being a ship that just gets you places or has some other, you know, just aesthetic background thing, that's your headquarters. So... You've got a whole library place that you go to, and this girl, this Inquisitor girl uh, lady gives you uh, upgrades to your, to your perks and your systems and stuff like that. So you pay for those, or you go in there and, you know, use resources for that. And then just like XCOM, it's like, well, these are going to take seven days. Okay, cool. Go upstairs, talk to the guy in the robotics lab. Uh, there's a tech priest from Mars in there. He's like, I will help you. And he does whatever we're manufacturing new equipment for our, for our dudes. And that takes time. And then you go to the main map screen. In fact, it sounds like I'm describing XCOM. You hit you hit, proceed with time or whatever, and now time's passing. And then, oh, one of your upgrades is done. Go see how that's going. So it's not shown as like a grid. They're just places on the ship. And you can go to them sort of at will. The actual combat, so far anyway, has taken all place on, on planet surfaces. Uh, there's a big story. And so far, very cool stuff in the story. It's all, all, it's all, you know, pulling all the right strings for me. Um, in, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, in the actual, so the way you deploy, same thing. You upgrade your guys if they need a promotion. And when they do, you choose like what stuff they're going to be focused on. When they get the promotion, you can rename them. I've got a guy, uh, they give you last names that you can't change because in the game, they're voicing it. They're always going, oh, oh okay, that makes sense. It's like Ezekiel to me or whatever. All right. But really, I've named people like Bo, whatever, Kai, or whatever I called you today. Car, uh, whatever Oka-ka. it was. Caine. Cocaine. Caine. cocaine. So he's bo Caine, which sounds like cocaine. Um, cocaine, bo Caine. John, I can't remember what I named John, but one guy's, one of the last names is Storm. So his first name oh. is Shit. So it is Shitstorm. <laughs> <It's Storm. laughs> and uh, yeah. John, you'll love this. You zoom in, and you can change everything they're wearing. They have skins for each pauldron for each Ooh. leg piece, helmets or none, hair, face, whatever all that, totally deck out your dude any way you want to. Some of that comes, some of that's immediate, some of it you unlock as you go. But all of those cosmetic things you like to fiddle with in XCOM are here and you make your own team, send them on their way. And there's default stuff of course, but you can you can tweak to that, you know, to your heart's delight. Um and the ground combat plays a lot like take XCOM and take uh Gears of War tactics. Tactics. And yeah. mush those play styles together. That's the ground mm-hmm. stuff. Nice. Yeah. And there's, I sent you guys a GIF of a grenade being tossed. Do
2: I still have that here? Yeah. That-, that thing was cool.
0: Yeah. Look at this chat. Yeah, so I made a GIF. Awesome. This is me actually playing. I captured it live today. Um, Every time you throw a grenade, this is what you get, and I I never skip it because it's so great to watch. It's slow mo. He hucks it. It's going beep 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 boom, and just destroys whatever's over there. So looks pretty badass, honestly. So that's some of the stuff you get up close during combat, and this is where the game really shines. Tone, look, feel, the the essence of what what makes Forty K a compelling space to be in. Um Just a weird devotion to the Emperor God and all the you know the tech priest sitting around going, "Oh, we are only in service of the Omni Messiah and all that bullshit." It's so good. Here's their biggest weakness. Okay. Okay. Honestly, it's the only complaint I have, and it's tiny. They have really dumb faces, all of them.
2: <laughs> you mean
1: the, the helmets with helmet? the faces? No, the inside, helmets are dude.
0: fine. It's the faces inside, and I will try to put up something that shows this um, so that I can at least yeah. you can see. Well, I'm that's not crazy. why they
2: wear the helmets.
0: I mean, I'm okay with that being the reason because their their faces are just goofball. What they remind me of is not in poly count, but in styling. They look like the first World of Warcraft uh, race choices. I don't know how else Ooh. to explain it when I when I show it this, you'll see pretty what I
2: rough, mean. Rough and yet I conjured an image immediately.
0: Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. They're not like these guys clearly know how to make a video game, but. Um, let's see if I can skip ahead to this a little bit here. It's all done in real time. So, you know, it kind of reminds me of StarCraft cutscenes in yeah. StarCraft 2. In fact, just looking at that shot yeah. of this dude right here, yeah. you can
2: kind of see it, right?
1: He just looks, look at him. He's just oh he's, yeah. There's something uh, weird happening
2: weird. when he talks. There he is. It's not terrible and still, but as soon as he starts talking, things yeah. fall apart.
0: The tech priests are fine because they're mostly android. I mean, like, half ma- that
2: guy's mask is awesome. Oh, it's yeah.
0: badass. Yeah, he's a he's a tech priest and he's very cool. He's mostly machine, so it's, those are hard to count. But like this Uther looking guy, the old guy. What you're about to see over there, because you got a delay.
2: <laughs> yeah, they look like little Warcraft three portraits. Yes, there you go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's
0: what's throwing me. Now, it does not diminish what I'm. I'm loving the game. Like re- legit loving it. It's it such good. a it's such a weird little detail that they could even improve if they wanted. And I've seen other comments in the reviews about it. But it's not a game breaker by any stretch. I just want to prepare people for these faces because they're.
2: No, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Just, it did look like Uther. Arthas, what are you doing? And <laughs> like, he, is,
0: just... he is kind of that a little bit. He's a very Uthery kind of character. Um, I don't know if he's from the lore officially. The ship you're in is. So is another ship you get involved with. And also I think the Inquisitor lady who comes aboard your ship, she's known somewhere in the books or extended lore or something. Um, but even like the main menu where you're choosing to start, do you remember in, in Space Marine, it was like a fight between a slow motion fight between the Space Marine and an orc going back and forth mm-hmm. kind of like, wah, wah. and when you choose menu yeah. options, it would like change perspectives yeah, it yeah, yeah, straight up lifted own, yeah. that look. <laughs> it's like exactly how that main menu looks. Oh, but as you can see fun, here in the yeah. gameplay, I mean, you can go mouse and keyboard uh, or controller. I'm using mouse and keyboard. Um, it play. It's just it's XCOM. There's ah. you know, guys in.
1: It looks fantastic.
2: Yeah, I think I'm gonna need to get this because uh, my policy is anything like. Anything but like XCOM is uh, is a win for me, and I got to continue to support that. If yeah. I want to get my literally any property but like XCOM made, I'm gonna have to keep <laughs> buying these.
0: I think you would really like it if you enjoy XCOM at all. Like you guys, I know you do. But for those out there listening, you're like I really like Gears Tactics, but XCOM was maybe too big for me. This feels like it's friendly to you, also, even though it's it does have that that headquarters management stuff it's just presented in a way that i think is a little less obtuse um you know and if you don't like the feel or look or sound of of the warcraft or sorry the warhammer universe then maybe this isn't your game but i personally i love it they had me at you know rictus among us or whatever the hell the guy's name was like yep, i just Rick love Disamungus. that shit <laughs> <Rick
3: Disamungus>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was some kind
0: of cool name like that i can't remember but i love yeah, all like I get,
1: it's such a weird reference because it's a reference to among us and then it's to mad max
0: yeah exactly <laughs> like
1: mad max and among us
0: and lots of beheadings lots of cutting guys in half you know they're not holding back on any of that um you know you've got just like in the universe itself, you have, uh, that is to say the 40 K universe, everyone's got a bolter gun as well as really cool melee shit. So if you want to do melee stuff, there's really creative ways of doing that. Um, spells, augmentations, I forget what they call them though. They're not augmentations. they're something, but, um, Oh, if your guy goes down at first in at least on normal in three moves, if he's not hit again in three moves, he'll get up. He won't have nice. full health, but he'll get up. So it's part of some resilient system, which makes sense because these are, you know, these are jacked, stimmed out super soldiers, really. Um, they're called the Gray. Oh, some expert in 40K will know this. The Gray somethings. The Gray Wolf. Not Gray Wolves. Gray Wolves? No, it's, gr- no. Gosh, dang it. I don't remember. It's a cool name, though. Um, that thing I played at the top of the show was from this, this, this thing, that thing, that's a bad guy. I don't know who he is yet. I've got to figure it out anyway, really like it. Oh, I forgot environmental shit. So there's one last thing to say when you, I went into this chapel that they're actually about to go into in this video. I'm showing, um, the bunch of demons popped out after oh. he went in there and it says in the tutorial, Hey, if you go up and cut down this pillar, that's holding up this chapel place. If you do it right, you can wipe out in fact, he's about to do it. You can wipe out any, um, or a bunch of minions in there. And so you literally attack the wall and then you get to choose what direction with a little directional thing, what direction you want all that cave in to go. And it will give you an estimate of how much damage it's going to do. Even though I think there's some dice rolls and other modifiers. And then just like that right there, that went down and, and hurt a bunch of them. It didn't kill them, but it hurt them. Um, so there's a bunch of those things thrown in there. It just feels really tight so far. I'm very happy. Very, very happy. Uh, and I didn't even know it was going to be such an XCOM-like, and it really, really is. It's very good. Yeah, that's cool. Grey Knights, yeah, that's it. It's also
1: not like... It also looks like its own unique thing. Like It's an XCOM-like, but the you know, the menus, the art and stuff...
0: Right, they're not just full-on. It's not a lift. They're They're just sort of like...
1: Yeah, it looks very distinctly like...
0: Yeah. Or hammer or something. Yeah. yeah it's awesome which is really cool looks very cool yeah. i think you guys would love it um my biggest worry too, in recommending to john was i know how much he loves that customization and both to some degree but we're always talking about how you like you know making teams after people you know and all that this lets yeah. you do that it's not going to let you wear a bikini or something,
2: well, yeah, I don't need that. I just, you know, it's more, I'm more invested if it's my friends. Well, you I'm say that, but like,
1: you you had me in tight pink shorts and stuff, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if there's a bikini, I mean, I'm option, saying you'd be making you know, me it,
2: in, with a bikini on. I would, I'm not saying I won't do it, I'm just saying like I don't need to be sold on that. But if I can put uh, you in a bikini, like, then I will, yeah. Oh, fair, fair enough. Then. Yeah. I think you looked awesome. I made Bo in XCOM hit the top half looked like solid snake oh uh like you know he had an eye patch he was smoking the big bandana like he he looked awesome but yeah I did put him in like (laughs) tight pink shorts too yeah Yeah. but you know that's to Bo's quirky he's not just one thing no you know I wanted to really get the duality of Bo put in there like well uh,
0: I didn't show you guys this you can also go helmetless under that helmet that is Bo uh what did I say his last name was again under Bo Cain's (laughs) helmet I keep forgetting but under Bo Cain's helmet is a face I tried to model after Bo so I got like a lot of beard going and some kind of you know really great luscious hair and stuff long hair I didn't show you that bit but looks like you under there anyway highly recommend it so far I'm not I just started playing it today so you know I'm not going to give a full like does it stick any landings or mid game or any of that but so far so good and a bunch of, le- by the way, a bunch of uh, levels of difficulty, including the equivalent of an Iron Man mode. And I forgot what it's called, uh, Master Mode or something like that. So it <laughs> seems like they know who they're selling this to, is what I'm getting at. Uh, I also played, John knows this, I played some Bug Snacks. and uh, I'm so I, happy I was, you
2: played Bug Snacks.
0: Yeah. Bugs. It makes
2: me so happy that you played this. <laughs> you messaged me about it in the middle of the week. I was just, I didn't want to oversell it. Yeah. So you were like, "Hey, what do you think of Bug Snacks?" I was like, "It's pretty good. Yeah. Like it's quirky, it's weird, it's fun. It's pretty good, but like in my heart I was going, "Yeah, he's going to play Bug Snacks." Bug
0: Snacks is fun. It's weird and kind of dark in some weird ways and I think that game's very cool. Um I played <laughs> yeah. a whole bunch of it. So these this is my comparison this week. This is an older game, so I'm not going to talk too much about it, but you trap a bunch of fake food. They're all hilarious. The bur- the little burgers going
2: bunger. Bunger, 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 bunger. bunger. <laughs> that stuff's freaking
0: great it's a bunger they're called bungers but really look like a burger walking around on french fry feet and you gotta capture those and then people eat them and then their arm becomes a burger (laughs) it's really weird it's hard to explain this game there's a little bit of pokemon a little bit of zelda in this a little bit of like a lot of different game styles in the way you play it but it's just adorable and goofy and a little weird and 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 funky and i don't know how to describe it um it was for a while it was a playstation exclusive a timed exclusive for ps5's launch and then now it's everywhere including game pass so if you have game pass just go play it that's why i did i'm glad i did i'll keep playing that game it's great Bunger yeah. Bunger
2: my favorite bunger. thing is that they say their names like that was a really top tier decision that they made because you're right like it's one thing to have a burger monster called bunger yeah it's another thing to have it walking around going Bunger, 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 bunger. bunger, bunger, bunger. Yeah. It kind of reminded
0: me. Now, weirdly, and I don't mean this in any negative way, but it reminded me of Bo. I don't know why. Oh, the bunger, because you would, cause I could grace. see you walking around going bunger, 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 bunger. I could hear You're, you doing that. I, I am. Whoop, what the hell? I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm.
1: I'm. I'm. I'm a, a burger that goes bunger reminded you of me. I. I yeah. I don't mean it in a bad way, I promise. I
2: think I know what Scott means, though. Like, I can see in a and d campaign, you create a creature named Bunger. Yes. And you're well, like, okay. you're like so it's a burger fair. monster that comes out, and it's a Bunger. And we're like, what's the... And then all of a sudden you go, and it runs around going, Bunger, yeah, Bunger, 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 Bunger. I
1: did make a race of meatball people with one eye and large tongues that stick out. They go, Tunga, Tunga, Tunga,
0: Tunga. Oh, it's like, that.
2: that's <laughs> <Yes>. why! <laughs> that's Chad's it. going Tunga already. They that's already it. knew. Tunga, that's Tunga, it. Tunga.
1: Uh, that's tunga, exactly it. Think
0: think 100% why I was thinking of it. They just nail why. I couldn't Yeah, it's put my a bug. It. they're
1: almost a bug snacks. Yeah.
0: Now listen to the bunger and talk. They,
1: they also we never explored this part cuz I don't think we will in the campaign anymore, but I could share with you a little inside knowledge about oh. Planet Nash. Okay, all right. But they also live inside of dinosaurs.
0: Oh my lord. Okay. But we never got there? Okay.
1: Because uh, I, I don't know if we're going back to Planet Nash, but they they eat or they don't eat, but they carve out the inside of a brontosaurus, and that's where they put their living room. Ooh. And they live and see, but the brontosauruses are fine. They're they're in water and they eat the leaves and they happily live with the tungens. Okay. They have a, and the tongueans live in inside of the brontosaurus. I the symbiotic brontosaurus
0: relationship, is, right? That would be yeah, scary. yeah.
1: And then they if we because it's a tr- we call I call it a brontor park. Yeah. So there's going to be the Fireball Boys, and there would be a whole side adventure involving the Fireball Boys, but that's never happened.
0: Well, here, I want to give you a taste of Bunger sound. Listen to this.
3: Bunger. 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 Bunger.
0: Bunger. 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 Let's see if I can hear him go. Bunger. 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 (laughs) Bunger <laughs> This is all they do. But you know, when they're these aren't as good as their idle animation, like when you're just they don't know you're there yet. They're just walking around and go bunger 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 bunger. bunger. <laughs> um, bunger, bunger, bunger. And ha- and catching bunger them good. is like not always the same. So you have to be creative about well, where am I gonna put this trap? I gotta flush them out of the bushes. Turns out the bungers were hard to deal with because they have to smack into each other to, to stun each other, and then you gotta capture them. Like there's just a really weird game in, under that thing. And I really like it. So I've been playing that. I also cracked open Chernobylite, which is that thing that showed up in E3 a couple of years ago that everybody was like, ooh, it looks like Fallout or like Stalker. Oh, yeah, or, oh,
3: yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Think, <laughs> yeah. I think
0: that game's janky. I don't think I like it. Oh, that.
2: that's a bummer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that makes me sad.
0: Yeah. Chernobylite. I don't I'm know yet. I, I should give idea. it more time. There's just some real like polish issues like it's a beautiful game it's definitely sort of next gen current gen but it's 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 clearly created by some very passionate people with not not a big staff it's hard to explain it just feels like like oh, i don't know how to explain it they're just the characters move kind of weird the scripting's a little weird the story is the most and i don't know what's going on i i can't i don't know about that game yet I'll need more time with it. I'll come yeah, back to it's it. It's
1: a high-fidelity indie game, basically. Kind of. Yeah. Like, which it's is like it's an indie game, but they got Unreal Engine, so it's like... Yeah, <laughs> you know.
0: which is fine. It, it, they want you to play it in Russian, and I don't want to read so many subtitles, so I turned on the English.
1: Wait, before we get corrected, is it Russia or Ukraine?
0: Well, it's Russia, but they spend time in Ukraine because it's based on uh, Chernobyl and stuff where Ukraine. Uh, Chernobyl's oh, sorry. I thought Ukraine. you were
1: talking about the developers.
0: No, 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 no. It's, They're,
1: it's three game dev veterans, Kamil Blazinski, Robert Sichka, and Wojek, Wojtek
0: Pazder. Yeah, these are some, this, as far as I know, I think this dev, I, you know, now I say that I don't actually like know. Sounds
1: like Poland or whatever. It, it, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Partner Z, I'm guessing Polish.
0: I'm looking here. I thought they, I thought, um, I thought I heard Russian. Well, whatever. I don't mean in the, well, game, I mean, I the hesitate. game
1: might be in that, but
0: yeah, I don't mean yeah. that. Um, my Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, their Wikipedia. website is all in not English. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Uh, yeah, I can't tell. Anyway, Polish. Polish. Hey, good guess. Oh, it is no, Polish. Like Polish. All right. There you go. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool looking game. I just can't get my head around the, I can't get my head around it, so I'll, I'll return to it because who knows? I felt weird about the gunk at first, and now I'm really into it. What attracted it. you to it? Cause
1: um, I got I'm, a key from at the trailer. and I'm like, well, I mean, you know,
0: I got a key from the dev. All the
1: games there are. Oh, okay.
0: So and when the dev or and I remembered the game from that E3 and being impressed visually by it and thought, oh, mm. but this isn't the one we were all blown away by. There was another one that was out. No,
2: there was, that was a was different a
3: one.
0: Stalker Two. No, or what was it called?
2: Um there was another one, I know what you're talking about, where it almost is like those old, like World's Fair looking. Yes. Like, the World of Tomorrow kind oh, of Oh, you're look, talking about a Russian
1: shooter? Like, a, a it was a with weird weapons and stuff? Yes.
2: W- really yeah, wacky
1: yeah. weapons. Um, Russian, um, hang on. Russian
0: it may not have been Russian. Russian.
2: Yeah.
1: It was that, I think that one was Russian. Damn it.
0: Atomic Heart. Atomic, Atomic Heart. Atomic
2: Heart. That's it. Yep, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I kind page. of
0: thought this was that to be honest when I got the code. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I got that code it's and I went, "Oh, code, sweet. I'll play whatever you give me a code really for." with
1: Atomic Heart?
0: Um, in fact, I have a PS5 version of the game. I haven't used. I may give that to someone who wants it. But anyway, the um, it's it's okay. fine. I just I don't know. I don't know yet.
1: It could be There's me. A release window trailer for it.
0: It could be me. I might be. I might be the problem.
1: Okay. Uh, so the release date is there. It's 2022. Yeah. And it's a bunch of hashtags and the letters B-E-R. So it's one of the B-E-R months. Oh.
0: Okay. Oh. So September,
1: wow. October, November, December.
0: So are those are the only burrs? Quarter,
1: Q4, but they just did it that way.
0: Those are the only burrs? Wait. Oh, yeah. Those are the only burrs.
1: Well, except for April burr, but that's not <laughs> <a> burr. <laughs> April burr. April <laughs> burr. I really and like the
0: sound. Uh, and Bunger Burr. That, that's amazing. Bunger Burr. Bunger Burr. Bunger Burr. Bunger Burr. Oh, the Bunger dude. Bunger, 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 bunger. It's so weird. I love it. That, that was not <laughs> I, I thought Heart looks sweet. But anyway, so Light. Uh, yeah, maybe Tribalite. pass for now. Or maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe sale on that one. Watch for sale. They're trying clearly to, to aim for some of that stalker money. And I don't know if it's as good as that uh okay that's what i played trying to rip through mine as fast as i could because look at this freaking list john played the stanley parable ultra deluxe which i thought was just an add-on to existing game this is like a new game
1: oh my god
2: uh it is an add-on to a new game oh or i thought it was a
0: new game. whole new game no
2: i don't know how much is new like the mm. it is it is a new it's a new it's a re-release like for it, beyond, yeah isn't it it, it's a uh, re-release. It is on consoles now, which is actually really funny. I found uh, this out. Um, so one of the jokes, let me just go back. So when you start this game up, uh, it does ask if you've played the Stanley Parable before.
3: Yeah. And yeah, if you moments, say until-
2: no, mm-hmm. then your experience for a lot longer is going to be playing the Stanley Parable okay. as it was back in the day. Like same ending, same bit of story, same things to do. If you say, yes, you've played it before, then much sooner in your playthrough, you will come to a point where on one of your restarts. So for those of you, I guess let's go back a little further. For those of you that don't know, Stanley Parable is a game where it tells you a narrative. There's a narrator talking over you playing and you basically make a choice as to whether or not you want to listen to the narration or not. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the the biggest, most obvious example of this is one of the very first things that happens is you come to a room with two doors in it. The narrator says that Stanley went through the door on the left. And then obviously you as the player can choose to go through the door on the left or the door on the right. Yeah. And the game then adapts to what you do to tell the various different bits of storytelling.
0: Right. Think like uh, a lot, and- uh, thematically lost severance, you know, these kinds of. TV shows, movies like that. That's what they're aiming for here is like the mystery box. What am I doing here? I thought this was work. This hallway went somewhere else, you know, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. And it messes with you and it's very funny. Like it's designed, like it it reads almost like a love letter to Douglas Adams as far as the kind of humor that it's dealing with. And uh, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. It's a, it's a pretty good game. But um, eventually, you know, a lot of times it's about seeing different endings. So you restart a bunch of times and eventually you will restart and as you are going through the office there is a door that's simply labeled new content and you go through the new content door to find out what is new in the stanley parable ultra deluxe and i don't i don't know how much i want to give away about this Mm. because the initial joke is very funny
3: yeah
2: um which is to maybe say that there's not a lot different about it. And maybe they just charged you $15 for nothing, Mm. um, which I kind of respect. But the truth is that does seem like there's a decent bit there. Um, And it's good. I mean, so much of this is humor based. I don't know how much I should say about it and how much I shouldn't. I've had people call it dear Martha, the game because it deals, there's a part that deals with steam reviews. Yeah. And one of my favorite details about the ultra deluxe version is if you play it on consoles, um, they everywhere where it says Steam, and it, it says Steam on the Steam version, it's changed to pressurized gas as the website. <laughs> so they just say, "Look at this review we got on the uh, platform, pressurized gas," wow. and like that's just yeah. what they call it every single time. I think that's a really fun. Uh, a really fun little Easter egg for if you're playing it on an Xbox, but uh, it's good. I don't want to talk too much about it because this game relies simply on showing you the unexpected, telling you jokes. It is a legitimately funny game. I think, you know, humor subjective and all, but uh, this game has made me laugh multiple times. Um, It's very funny. It's very quirky. And The stuff that I have done in this game, and I don't I don't think I've played through all of the new content yet, more than justified the discounted price it gave me for already owning the Stanley Parable. Um, I think it was I think it was money well spent. And the other thing is, is before I got to the uh, the new content section, I was doing stuff that was in that original game going, oh, yeah, I think this is new because I just didn't remember it anymore. And so that's the other thing. It's been so long since this game came out that I think it's, I think it's fine to go back and and play again. Like it's been a long time since I played it, but it's very good. I I highly recommend it. And I'm just, I'm resistant to say too much about what the game is.
1: Maybe you should. So I was like, looking at this and I'm like, Oh, this looks at, you know, looks interesting. And I'm, I was thinking to myself, I'm glad you're talking about it. Cause I never, I was like, I never bought it because I'm like, it looks too weird. Not today. And then I went it's like let me check my Steam library. You have I it. Take the and I own it. <laughs> I've never yeah. played it. I don't know when I bought it. Who the hell knows like what is it doing in my library? I have no idea. It's like I'm my own Epic Game store. I just give myself free <laughs> games and never don't know about them. <laughs> Anyways, wow.
0: I, so I may I may boot it up now that I own it. It's really <laughs> a cool it. game. I've only so I haven't played this new thing, the add-on stuff, but I have played that game originally and I really really liked it. I also just was in Vegas, and they have this new Area 15 place where there's a uh, art installation called Omega Mart. And uh, Omega Mart. it's actually paid for or funded by George R.R. R. Martin, of all people. Um, I guess he's really into this stuff. It's basically a, just a gigantic art installation that is not what you think it is. There's like a grocery store, and you feel like you're in a grocery store. But then there's like weird visual things happening. The place keeps mm. getting hacked by something. You walk through a fridge, and now you're in a whole other world that's what the Stanley parable felt like to me. So it's, that's having that fresh in my mind, then hearing this is out. I kind of want to get it for that reason. So if you've ever, you should,
2: I think it's cool. I think it's very, very cool. And like I said, it's funny. Not a lot of games that try to be funny are actually successful at it. This game is endearing and funny in a, in a good way. Um it definitely has a very anti-corporate like kind of spin to it. It's oh, yeah. always kind of been that with its narr- narration and story, but now it's getting into, you know, a little bit more meta humor of like what is the nature of the video games industry? What's it like to be successful there? Um I think one of my favorite jokes was they they have a place called the memory zone and it's like a place that's supposed to celebrate all the success of the original Stanley parable. And in it, they have BAFTA awards uh, on display and there's one for a uh, best narrative that's clearly been, it's clearly the one for The Last of Us, but they've put a piece of tape that says Stanley Parable over the over the top of The Last of Us. And so they're just celebrating it with other people's rewards. That's great. Uh, or awards. Like, it's it's good. It's a very good game. And yes, there are Steam reviews in it as well, which is why people say it's Dear Martha the Game. There <laughs> Dear are Martha Steam the reviews Game. reviews in there. <laughs> that's great and, uh, i love that it felt very weird for me to be playing it as somebody who spent a lot of time reading steam reviews uh getting into a game where that is a plot point
0: yeah was, that's a little that's different kind of than interesting hunt, hunting Isn't down be, something for it, laughs is,
1: is there a vr version
0: i don't think so uh, there, i don't, I don't there know there uh, hold on did they ever
1: have a vr update for that game apparently a vr mod is coming okay maybe I'll oh read.
0: okay that's a perfect VR. But see, the original game came out in what, like twenty?
2: Yeah, it's running very clearly on the Half Life Two engine. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it hasn't oh, moved much then, past dude. that. Oh, yeah. then
1: it's for sure it's VR moddable. Well, maybe we'll yeah. see
0: that. I'll wait for that. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, we'll find out in a moment why Bo will wait for that because. Hmm. He may have made yeah. an acquisition this week, which we've already said out loud. Okay, hey, uh, John, you played SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gilgamesh, currently the uh, the Switch game I'm playing when I'm in bed or something. Hand of Gilgamesh. What do you, what do you think? Uh,
2: yeah, I booted this up because you had been talking about it, and I was like, well, you know, I've, I've enjoyed Dig, and I kind of briefly got into Dig too, but I stopped. Uh, let me just boot this up, see what another one of these SteamWorld games are like. And I got hooked. That game's really good. Yeah, it is good. Um, you know, I, I'm going to get sick of coming on here and just being like, World games are good. But uh, it is. I I meant to just play it for a couple minutes just to try it so I could kind of see what you were talking about, Scott. Yeah. I wound up just playing a lot of it. Yeah. So uh, it's very solid. Scott talked a lot about it already, and we got a lot of games to talk about, so I'm not going to go too deep on it. But yeah. it is... You know, it's a it's a RPG game where you battle with cards and the system is simple enough and fun enough that you don't feel like you're getting over tutorialized and uh it just grows and becomes more interesting over time. And, you know, the story isn't going to set the world on fire, but it's quirky and beautiful and uh one of the robots. I couldn't tell if the enemy was actually a robot or a bird piloting a robot. I really appreciated that. And uh, it's, it's all very interesting and very fun.
0: Yeah. It's um the, what I like about it, I think is the card combat need for the, for me to be interested in more card combat games. I need the combat to be super interesting. And the way they do it here is that that combo system is really fun to get your head around and go, all right, well I've used three from the green healer monkey looking guy that means he'll do a fourth thing uh, because I, fi- you know, figured out a way to make a combo with him, and also the way it handles the way it handles your what would normally be your mana or your or your land and and uh, magic, it does it differently. It's almost like you pre spend it to yeah. use it, um, and it and that may all sound weird, but once you play, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. And then, yeah,
2: it just makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like I was amazed at how little tutorialization they had to do for this game, like the. They just are like, eh, you're in it, just play. Like they, they give you tips. It's not that they don't give you anything. But once I booted it up, I realized I wasn't in a place where I wanted to learn the rules of a card game. And yeah. I was like, ugh, I made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and then it ended up being so easy that I was like, oh, it was fine. And then I got way into it. Uh, I love the fact that you kind of control the entire party at once. There's not like a, Oh, I got to learn what this person's cards do and what this person's cards do. It's like, it's all one deck yeah. and it's just the different party members are responsible for different actions. Like you don't really have to manage it that way, but also the variety of party members is where you get your variety of types of cards. So it's kind of there, but it, it isn't overly complicated. (laughs) It's just really well done. Like, it just feels like a game where every decision they made was the right one. Like, it's just it's just solid.
0: Yeah, I would say that about everything they make. Uh, even, the, even the gunk so far. I'm having so much fun in there. And it's, yeah, this game's really good. I, I, I have nothing to add other than 100% agree. It's not too it.
2: easy. Um, it's you on know, sale all the time, I definitely found too. myself getting, like, you know, absolutely destroyed in some fights where it's just like, oh my gosh, like... This is, the, this is the second stage or the second chapter. These things are hitting really hard. But yeah. at the same time, you know, you, you feel like, you don't feel like it's RNG that got you. You feel like, Oh, I could have done something better. I could have, I could have done sure. this. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a, it's just a very, very solid. Do
0: game. you like the little, uh, <laughs> the little robot? Um, uh, what am I trying to call them? Rogues. I love those little guys. They're Great, yeah, they do everything.
2: Everything, like I said, one of my favorite characters is the thing I can't tell if I'm fighting a bird piloting a <laughs> robot mech or if somehow there's just a bird that's living in a thing and it happens to be called like Captain Canary or something like that. Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> yeah,
2: it's it's crazy. Yeah, it, he was a good I fight,
0: it. it was a really fun thing. They're they're great at that stuff. I hope we get more of their just more in that world and I guess they're working on stuff so I shouldn't have to wait that long
1: I should play this one it sounds so interesting you'd like it
0: and it's yeah, always on sale yeah. it's always cheap like they just seem to be always on sale I don't know why they deserve more credit they're really great and uh, this would be worth playing Bo
1: I'd love I to hear feel like I'm, I'm not done with all the ones I picked up I think that's always the problem yeah um, yeah still, i still log into Tainted Grail every now and then
0: Tainted Grail's pretty good Yeah, or, pretty good yeah, that's, that's a good one uh, Monster Train also good. Um, all right, there's your uh, there's your look at that. Well, we're not done yet because yeah. you also picked no. up the Ace Attorney trilogy, and I'm very curious about this
2: objection. Well, I don't know if you know this, but there's a. You know, there's a trial going on that's getting a lot of attention at the moment. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask, is there a Johnny Depp or her DLC for <laughs> it's just, uh, Ace Attorney? I've been watching so much uh, courtroom litigation that I was like, well, I need to turn the things I watch into the things I play. And I was like, here's Phoenix Wright on sale. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it, and I'm gonna scratch my courtroom itch by, uh, by playing it. And you know what? That game is nothing like a real trial, but it's fun. <laughs> it's really it's really good.
1: Yeah. You were looking um, for a, a courtroom simulator and instead got a weird <laughs> Japanese thing.
2: It's really strange the things that are in there like as I'm playing it there's just so many times where I go, "Look, I know nothing about being a lawyer, but I damn well know this isn't how it works." <laughs> like you you're not fooling anybody here. Like there's a part where the the person you're going to be representing basically tells you like, Hey, there's evidence on my cell phone. Can you go get it from the detective? And as their lawyer, you're like, Hey, I need the cell phone. He's like, you're not getting the cell phone from me. <laughs> like in what universe where they don't turn over evidence to you for the, for the trial, yeah. you have to like trick him into giving you the cell phone. It's very, very weird. Yeah. Um, but i I really enjoy the game, like the way the systems work, the way it tells the story once again, it's another thing that you could see a world where it could be extremely complicated and and daunting and overwhelming, but instead is just very fun and uh very fun, but like people get straight up murdered in this game, oh yeah, you know like like this is. There are serious things happening. It's still definitely got your anime tropes. Like you got uh, in the first trial, there's a guy named Larry Butts and he uh he's just the first time you meet him. He's like, kill me. Just kill me. Put me in jail. Kill me. I don't care about my life. Like he's just very dramatic and over the top and crying all the time. Like they're definitely like anime characters, and I'm like, oh, how fun and whimsical! And then you think about it, you're like, we're trying to solve a murder right now.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, this is this is serious. And then you know you go through your first case, which is essentially the the tutorial in a big way, and you're like, what fun! What a good time I had doing this! And like trial number two is your partner who was helping you in the first one gets murdered. And I was like. What the shit is going on? This game like fluctuates on tone so fast. It goes from quirky, fun, we're just having a good time in the courtroom to uh, all of a sudden, yeah, the people you care about are now dead. Yeah. And you got to solve it. I find the guy who's so. freaking
0: out wants to die. I found that scene. Which reminds <laughs> me, I wanted to ask you this question. Oh, he's doing that anime eye thing. Oh,
2: jeez. Yeah, they, there's a lot of anime tropes and anime eyes in here.
0: Great. Um, I was going to ask, so this is a marked change in the style, uh, the graphic style. It was, these were originally GBA games or maybe even, no, they're GBA is where it started. I think, right? I think was so. Was
2: it? I can't remember if it was on know. the 3DS or the DS or where it started. Never, it's been a while. I'll have to look it up. a minute.
0: I'll look it up, but it, they used to be p- pixelated that I know. Um, do you like this new kind of hand-drawn looking deal?
2: It's not awful it's not the best like it it definitely looks a low budget you know you look at it and you're like it it looks like they hired somebody to trace over some of their favorite anime characters but it's (laughs) they got some good
1: they got they got some good anime uh drawers over there in japan yeah this seems like they 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 ordered it on fiverr
2: (laughs) yeah it definitely has that feel (laughs) like i'm not i'm not
1: i'm not seeing uh, uh i think i've watched even like low budget anime that looks better than this yeah
2: yeah i Honestly. mean i i don't the look is not going to uh it's not going to set the world on fire but i guess i'm not expecting that from this game like normally it would be a turnoff for me but yeah, i guess i went in going fun, like or... this is a high-res version of like you said maybe a game boy game like i'm i'm okay with it
0: yeah it's okay. Yeah, that sounds fine to me. By the way, I found the information we were looking for. It's uh, the first in the series, originally re- release of the Game Boy Advance in two thousand one in Japan. Uh, also came later on the DS in two thousand five yes. as a re-release, and then all this stuff since. But yeah, uh, uh, originally GBA games is what these were.
2: Sometimes the localization is a little bit annoying. Like, and I know it's the first. It, it's the very first like trial thing, so it's not a big deal. But they have a character named mr saw it and he's the guy who saw (laughs) supposedly saw the murder and then they even make the joke like i guess he's actually mr did it and it's like (laughs) it's really kind of annoying sometimes because like whoever's doing the localization was like boy and i don't know maybe it's this way in, in japanese too and they were just like big on the puns but like you can kind of tell what you're supposed to think of a character based on their name. Cause they've just given them like the detective is called Dick Gumshoe.
0: Dick Gumshoe. Like, fantastic.
2: <laughs> yes. It's all, it's all extremely tongue in cheek, but it's charming and I'm having a lot of fun with it. And it, It's ridiculous. Like, it's so stupid. There's a part where a guy that's on uh, on the witness stand passes out like he froths at the mouth and passes out. And then the judge asks what happened to him. And it's like, you're standing right there. Why are you asking what happened to a guy in your courtroom? What are you talking about? Weird but it's fun. Yeah. And I like, I'm watching you show some, there's a guy with a high tech computer on his arm. I've seen the art. I know there's a guy that comes in with like a Cyclops visor or something like that. Like this series is clearly ridiculous. I, that, that character's name, fun. by the
1: way I read it, it was uh, Ted tonate. <laughs> so it's like detonate, but Ted tonate.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, Ted, uh, like, okay. Like a bomb Ted-tonate. going on. I like, like yeah. Ted tonate, but Ted tonate. Yeah. And it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. So it- Tedna tonate.
2: <laughs> yeah <10 to> <laughs> it's it's a thing i it's but again it's charming it lands in the charming category i think that's an important distinction because mm. we're going to talk about it a little bit more in the next game i talk about okay MI. real quick
0: real quick was this your i can't remember if you said at the top it sounds like it was this your first foray with these because i always meant to play them yeah and never did, i've so. never
2: played okay. them
0: my daughter yeah. sings well, we're praises probably halfway the through
2: okay yeah yeah, yeah. I got a lot of games. I need
0: I need a pee break. You know what? Let's do a pee break. <laughs> it,
1: it was nine thirty. I got it. I got it. Everyone pee. Keep, we're is all, that okay? Because yeah, we we're, we're all two gonna two pee. Minutes. Everyone's
0: gonna pee, and we'll come back. Yeah. So I'm gonna pause the For show. Two and a half hours, I gotta go pee. Yeah, you gotta pee. Yeah, that's all pretty. Right, that's
1: pretty. All right.
0: all right. What were you gonna say? It was pretty what?
1: Oh, you know, it's very game showy, I guess.
0: Yeah, showy, game showy. You know, yeah, whatever I you wanna call it. I didn't
1: have anything clever.
0: Hey John, tell me about Road eighty. Sorry, Road ninety six. I don't know what that is. Rogue 96? Yeah, I
2: didn't know what Road 96 was either. Uh, I was streaming one day, and uh, my chat said, hey, John, you should check this out. I think you would be into this. And I went, and I read the description for it. Um, It basically says, summer 1996, today is the day. You hit the road, adventure, freedom, escape, run, flee the regime, try to survive. And uh, basically, it was kind of pitched as this... Hitchhiking um, down the road, trying to uh, just trying to get somewhere, and all the story and adventure you're going to encounter along the way. Interesting. It sounded awesome. Mm. And I don't think I like.
0: it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so no, so not good. No, don't like it. Not a fan.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's really weird. It definitely has this. It has this weird quirkiness to it where you kind of get the impression that it thinks it's kind of being a little punk rock
3: mm.
2: and a little edgy Yeah, that just felt a little forced and didn't feel very good to me. And it wasn't what I wanted, I guess is the biggest problem. Like I got excited at this prospect. Um, You know, the, the trailer kind of pulled me in and made me feel like, okay, it's going to be this, this one thing and then what I got felt like another and maybe mm. I just didn't give it enough time, but I I basically went to a gas station. I met a kid who was m- making an experimental bomb for a person
3: okay. oh, and bomb, I not didn't bomb. really
2: have a lot of questions about that. I was just sort of like, cool, you know, yeah. the roads, the road. And then, you know, then it was, hey, do you want to electrocute these guys that are supporting this person who's running for president? and i was like i don't know if i should or not like (laughs) it it definitely seems to be kind of leaning into like this notion of like democrats and republicans to some degree because it like a lot of the options in it are like you know who these candidates for president are and one's red and one's blue and you know you're hearing a lot of promises and you're supposed to have an opinion on it but i don't know who these are like it's a made up place these are made up people so i kind of don't know and i kind of don't care Uh, but that's an option too like you can go with a i don't care so i i just sort of it just sort of felt disconnected and then you know what do you want to do you know do you want to hitchhike or you got nine dollars do you want to take a seven dollar bus trip and i was like i'll hitchhike and so the first people i got picked up by as hit as a hitchhiker Were these guys wearing these like bandit masks with like sharp teeth drawn on them, talking about how they're looking for somebody that's going to kill a lady. And I was like, well, this seems like a ride I should immediately get out of. But instead (laughs) I'm just like, all right, well, they're giving me a ride. I'll just ride with them. I guess Mm. Um, is really strange. And I, it wasn't a kind of strange that I enjoyed. So
1: it says it's a procedurally generated road trip. So the events are random yeah ish i guess so i don't think you're playing a linear narrative right Did you it could be that, it could
2: be they're trying to just that's, stitch it yeah, all together
1: it well i think it's like because it says no one road trips the same hmm. i think the idea is and that may be why i don't know i, I don't know i just wonder if you realize that because i'm looking at it it looked like oh this is a telltale game like there's a story i'm on road 96 i'm going down but if it's random it's going to be disjointed right like yeah it's it's a big challenge
2: well and and if it's random
1: part of playing a game like that
2: right yeah if it's random i got a shitty start because i it was like hey here's a child building a bomb okay now you're on a motorcycle with these guys aren't they weird yeah (laughs) oh hey they're after a guy who might be a killer that might be the guy he went up to confront him he came back and just said he was a nice guy and let him get away hmm all right, we're dropping you off at the side of the road. And I was just like, what the hell are we doing? Like, it
3: yeah, just didn't that's do kind anything of Disjointed.
0: Yeah, that sounds disjointed. I mean, are they aiming for a similar, not to call back to Stanley Parable, but it feels like they're trying to be like, ooh, weird, mysterious, Western desert stuff. There's
2: It I mean, didn't feel that way. Hmm. Like, here's why I'm grateful for it. Um, like I said, I don't know if I'm going to stick with this i i don't I didn't particularly enjoy my time with it. It felt like it felt like weird, random disconnected events connected by bad mini games mm-hmm. like you know, so the thing I had to do with the kid that was making a bomb was I had to use a magnet. well, first, I had to shoot tiles out of a roof to follow a cable with a nail gun okay, and part of the problem right there was. While I'm doing this, I'm not doing a bad job of it. I'm hitting each tile. And probably eight times during the course of me doing this, she goes shoot the tiles with that nail gun, my sister from another mister. (laughs) And it's the same dialogue. And she said it like eight times in a row. And I was like, shut the hell up. I am sick of hearing this. Yeah, Like, this is so bad. Yeah. And then the same thing happened with the two biker guys. Then it became this mini game of weaving in and out of traffic. Like you had to pick which lane you were in to avoid getting hit by cars. Sure. And then they were just saying the same lines over and over again. And, I, I, it just drove me crazy. Like, minigames are fine, but don't repeat the same lines over and over. And I didn't, I didn't really like the games. They were fine enough if the story was better. But I just, I did not find the story compelling. I didn't find a lot of fun in what I was doing. It just didn't resonate with me. But the thing that it did do, this will tie into my next game... Is it made me go, I don't think that this is the game I want. Okay. But I heard about another game, similar concept. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That I've been meaning to play for a long time, and I've never played. And so I downloaded and played Kentucky Route Zero.
0: Yeah. Uh, Currently Game Pass?
2: It is on Game Pass. It is on Game Pass, yeah. And. Uh, it turns out like Bo, I had it so I, I can play it on steam. I can play it on game pass. Apparently I bought it at some point. I think, I um, did too. Yeah. Kentucky route zero is awesome. I this is such exactly, exactly yeah. the game that I wanted the other game to be.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, this game is mysterious in weird, but in a way that makes me want to find out more. Um, you know, I don't want to just turn it into one versus the other, but like, that's what I did. I went from one and went, this isn't what I'm looking for, to the other. Uh, that, and enough so that my wife was like, are you turning into Scott? You've been playing, like, a different game every time I look over it." <laughs> yeah, It's not and a competition, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it is so cool. Kentucky Route Zero is so weird. It is... You just start out at a gas station and it's like the wildest looking gas station you've ever seen. And all the power is out. You're a truck driver with a dog wearing a straw hat. And there's just a guy sitting there in the dark. You get up to him. He just lights a lantern. And he's like, what are you doing out here? And it's basically like you go around, you click things, you get dialogue, you pick dialogue options that kind of, the story like they're less they're less like picking different reactions to the situation so much as like dramatic shifts so like there's a there's a part later where you're on the phone and you get to pick what your character says but you don't hear what's being said back mm. and depending on what options you pick it can be a business call it can be like you it can have the sound of like you're getting evicted and you need to find out where you're gonna live but it could also be a romantic call. Like you literally have the option to end it with, okay, I love you. Bye. And like the game doesn't tell you what's right or wrong. It just goes, no, you just craft your narrative, craft your story. Yeah. And again, it is a strange one. So the, the stuff you're showing right now, like that's, you go down in the basement of this gas station. Cause the guy asks you to do him a favor and restart the generator to the gas station and there's people playing, like, a weird, like, actual world map version of D&D down there looking for their lost D20. And you find it and you go to bring it back to them and they're not at the table anymore. They're just gone. Hmm. And then you ask the guy about it and he's like, no, there's no people down there. But the light's funny. Maybe you got confused. Huh. And you're just like, all right, it's fine. Like, people just kind of seem to disappear. It feels like it is the closest I've ever felt playing a video game to feeling like I was in a dream.
0: Oh, weird! Like
2: it is a truly strange feeling from the way the game is visually like displayed to the the weird things that are happening in it. Like the, uh, one other part, and this is all in chapter one. This is all very early, so I don't think it's too spoilery. But there's a, there's a part you're looking for how to get onto Kentucky Route Zero. And they basically you find out a a way and you go there and you find a thing on the map that says on ramp question mark. And you walk over there and you go walking into what looks like a cave for some reason, like doesn't look anything like an on ramp. And then all of a sudden your perspective shifts. You're playing a different character, giving different dialogue. And then the character that you were playing comes walking in, and now you're talking to that character, but you're picking the other character's dialogue options. Oh, weird. And then mid-conversation, it switches back to you controlling the first character, and they're both just like, yeah, I guess we're here just looking for something. Let's go explore this mineshaft. Weird. It's not going to be an on-ramp in that mineshaft, but they're just going along with it, and it has that like dream-like... You have some control, but you don't have complete control. The narrative's just kind of pushing you along, but not in a railroady kind of way to where it's just like, oh, video game's happening. It's in that subtle, dreamlike way. It is one of the weirdest experiences I've ever had, and I think this game is super cool. I'm going to play a lot of it. I, I really, really like it.
0: Well, you've sold me. I've had it forever on my hard drive. It's on Game Pass now. Like, I don't know why I haven't played it. I, I always just assumed it was just a kind of run-of-the-mill point-and-click kind of adventure, and it's usually categorized as such, but it sounds awesome the way you're describing yeah. it. Yeah.
2: It, well, it, I mean, it's a purely narrative game, as far as I can tell. I haven't done anything gamey yet. Um, but it, I mean, like the closest I've gotten is solving pretty basic puzzles, you know, like the nerds who wouldn't talk to me at the table going, "Ah, I can't find my D 20. They mentioned that it glows in the dark. Well, if you turn off your lamp, you can find the D 20, you know, like that's a pretty rudimentary puzzle to solve, but it doesn't seem to have a huge impact on the game besides just like more weird personal choices that you make along the way. And, uh, I accidentally messed up my directions, you know, so I, the game gives you the freedom to kind of explore the world map if you want. Yeah. And I went the wrong way. I was looking for a route zero and I forgot what direction it told me to go. And I wound up somewhere else and went, Oh shit, what am I doing here? Game just let me do it. Yeah. There's weird stuff on the road. You're supposed to be doing a delivery, but you know, like all of a sudden you get to a spot and it's like dragonflies. You want to go check out some dragonflies? I'm like, Maybe should I be doing this <laughs> delivery? What do I want to do? Yeah. It's it's really weird. It's really really cool.
0: All right, I'm gonna keep it on my drive then. I'm gonna finally play it. You've got me excited about a game I've had forever. I have, the game's not that old, I guess. What like 2018 or something? 19. Yeah. Uh, excellent. All right. Oh, did you play the show 22? Because I did too. Did you play it? No. Oh, why is it on who your put list? That
2: there, somebody put the show 22 in my. I think play? I did.
0: Because I was I meant to add it to my list, <laughs> just to throw it out there. I still am enjoying baseball more than I expected. That's all.
2: I want to play it. I do want to play it. I'm obviously I'm playing it a lot right now. But you did convince me to try it. You should the give big, it a shot. The only problem is I don't boot up my Xbox very much, mm. and that's where I have to play it. So you
0: could play it. I, I will say it has an amazing cloud integration for XCloud. Like it plays so good over that. I, I forgot I was not playing it on the native device the other day. Cause I was just playing it over a browser on my back and I went, Oh, right. I'm not even in there. I'm the Xbox or on my PC. I'm just enjoying the hell out of this and it's no problem. So I don't know. You could play it that way. I wish they had that on PC. I don't know why they don't. I mean, they're putting it everywhere. It's on the switch for hell's sakes. Why don't they make a PC version anyway? Yeah,
2: so I'll get to it eventually, but I think probably of the games I played this past week, Kentucky Route 0 and Stanley Parable really surprised me. Those are the those are the ones I really enjoyed. Well,
0: remind me next week to put an item accidentally in your list of games so that I can okay. be excited you're going to play a thing that I've been playing. <laughs> Sounds mm-hmm. good. What a dummy. All right, hey Bo, you bought a Meta Quest 2. Oh yeah. Yep. What do you think?
1: Yeah. So yeah, I bought it on Sunday, and I've been doing nothing but playing my quest. So <laughs> it's always good when you buy something, and the excitement and thrill is there uh, to continue playing it. So where do I start? Uh, so the biggest question I have, because I have a DK2, which is before the Rift, there was a Rift, and then there was a a, de- develop, like a dev version of it Yeah, that got sent out to limited subscribers. Uh, Purchasers, you had to pay four hundred bucks to pre-order. I got in, right, and that's the headset I was using. So I had a lot of questions because there was disappointments with the Rift DK two. You know, like a screen door effect was pretty heavy, killed immersion kind of. Like it wasn't the best. That was a long time ago. Time were not the best. Yeah, yeah. And you had to. I had to plug in an HDMI, two different USBs, a third thing, and have a sensor up on top of the monitor. There was a lot uh, going on with it. So, you know, I had my doubts. So I'm like, how much better, though, is really the experience of the Quest 2? It's kind of why I always waited, because I really liked it. The other fact was I think all this disincentivized me from using it a lot. Yeah. Because I had to plug it all in. It yeah. wasn't just ready. I agree. So the Quest 2, the biggest thing that jumped out at me when I got it finally was the resolution is fantastic. Yeah. I do not see any screen door. That is a game changer. Yeah. That allows me to get immersed. Everything looks great. You still know you're looking at a screen. But it's like the difference between looking at a standard-ass tablet and then getting an iPad and going like, wow, those pixels are small. Yeah. Like, it looks beautiful. It, that, it's, it's like that. Yeah.
0: It's a big joke for sure.
1: nothing. Like, mm-hmm. it It was it was Canadian. I think it was like $400 for the system, $399 plus stack. Like, this is a console. This is like... Yeah, I, like
0: $299 here. I was all.
1: worried it was going to be like, I bought a Switch. I played Pokemon Unite. I have my Metroid Dread. I'm pretty blase on it. Great console, great IP developer. I guess, Whatever. It's pretty boring, ultimately, for me. So I was worried Oculus is... I'm still a little worried, but I'm kind of worried, you know, Oculus, I'm going to play it. The novelty is going to wear off, and then it's going to be collect dust on my shelf. Still waiting to see how that goes, but right now I can tell you, after playing my Quest for three days, I have a greatly reduced interest in playing anything in my Steam library <laughs> or any flat screen games. <laughs> yeah like it's 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 to the point like where i'm like i'm actually legit worried about not worried but you know i'm like i think it'll be fine and i'll go back to wanting to play flat games but the games have gotten better and i'm going to talk about them but the overall headset experience is, is way better it's still a little weighty on your forehead but it's lightest can better, light as they can
0: get it yeah better than it's ever um, been a
1: lot yeah. of hope for the future maybe someday it'll just be a sheet they can put over your face but like it's beautiful. It's fun to be in that quest. Yeah. This is you, you want to talk about, you know, AAA studios are going to mobile. We're we're complaining about our flat games not being what they need to be. Ah, I'm prepared to live in the new world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I need Forget but, flat gaming.
1: Yeah. Like 3D gaming is where it's at. I knew you were going to be You want to be stoked. on the edge of what's exciting mm-hmm. in the gaming space? It's this, and I'll tell you why. A lot of people tweeted, when I tweeted a picture of my quest, they said, I wonder what game you're going to play. It'd be so interesting to see what game you're going to play first. Yeah. I bought Vader Immortal. Yeah. It was Star Wars. It was on sale because sure. it made the fourth sale. And the guy at the store was like, you should check out Vader Immortal.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool.
1: It's it's a tech demo. It's okay. the 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 phaser fire should go at two, it's like grandma grandma's phasers. <laughs> they're so slow, you know. They're just like, pew, so you can deflect. The, I'm like, it's made for. It's a tech demo for for the olds. Grandma
0: the lasers. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, anyways, I'm looking forward to playing that more. But it was like a little. I need some. There's got to be something with juice in this thing. So you know, I stopped it after an hour, and nobody talks about this. I saw on the store. There's a Warhammer 40K game yeah. on the Rift. I was like, "What? It is is it that bad that everyone talks about all these other VR titles and nobody's like, I can see a 3D Space Marine?" Yeah. So I bought it and I immediately fell in love with it. Now, it's a bad game by any measure if you bought this game for your flat screen TV, you know, or, or system you'd be like this isn't great
0: it's a lot of t- standard, a lot of vr games are like that if you played them the on a standard for vr games yeah. is lower yeah. but the
1: novelty of having hands-free controllers yeah dude dude <laughs> i i thought it was a gun game i struggle with the levels the the bloom's a little off and it's hard lifting my hand you know there's there's a roughness yeah there's the there's, physicality of vr that you have to get over this hump yeah uh, that it physically exhausts you but it was still cool i'm like. There is a space nun in front of me, and she's talking to me like, Ophelia, we must move and defeat, vanquish the hordes of chaos. And it's like, I will, I will hold on to my faith. And I'm like, I'm the girl. I look down, there's my boobs and like all my utility belt. And I'm just like, holy shit. And I got these sweet gloves. And I'm like, I'm a space nun. Like, this is amazing.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, I got so, I was like, this is so cool. And then I found a laser sword. And I was like, holy, there's a melee in this game? And it's like, it's got the skull on it, like the, you know, and... And then I just like, guns, who wants to use guns? I just love running up to people and swatting them, and you can block by holding up, so I'm just walking around like a samurai. Yeah. And then I got a second sword. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, you can dual wield in this game, this is the best. <laughs> and then I got a chainsword! <laughs> and yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And then finally in chapter four or five... Uh, there's an actual, uh, like not an actual, but like the the male space marine, like one of the, I don't know what you call the black chapter, the marine. Oh, in black, um, yeah. Whatever chapter those guys are, there's one of those. And he's way bigger than me because even their scale is like, they're, they're not really human. They have like 20 stomachs and 15 bladders, like they're genetic freaks. So they're also bigger than regular humans. And they preserve that because I'm looking up at him going like, holy shit, you're a big lad. And... I just got so immersed in it. It's so good. Like just from a fan, like even though it's like the game is like, oh, definitely low standard um, from a a, a game style, being immersed in it, they did a good enough job uh, to to, to make you feel like you're there, that it's amazing. And the thing that doesn't translate on flat screen, like that's why people don't really watch it on Twitch or YouTube as much in terms of a spectator sport right now, Is not a lot of people have it, so they can't relate to it. And it's jarring and it doesn't look as exciting and relatable, but when you're in it and everything's in 3D, like there is a st- honking space Marine, there's an inquisitor and all the detailing is jumped out and all the little things on the space Marine are there. And I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> My brain's like, I'm like. I never want to see this shit in flat again. Yeah. <laughs> like I, you know, um, and, and because the screen door effect wasn't an issue, and I could wear my... They, they, they've they designed it so I can even put my glasses in there nicely.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, that... It, it, it was a fantastic experience. And I'm sure this isn't the best game. This is... Pro- it's a Warhammer game. They license it to everyone. It's yeah. probably on the... I haven't played many other games, so... Anyways, it's but you can see you can see start. why
0: I was freaking out about like even that MMO which is, you know, there're plenty of 2D computer-based MMOs that are going to be better than that VR MMO I played, but there's something about being in there regardless. That's just like a different level of something. It's not perfect. Yeah. It's got its issues. Yeah. You you mentioned all of those. It doesn't translate well when streaming, those sorts of things, but Yeah.
1: But I would say on the Warhammer front, they did a number of aesthetic things right. Voice acting is great. The music's awesome. The art, like the splash art and in the in-between scenes, like you have a picture of her up. Like, look at that. You yeah, wouldn't want to be her? It's badass. Someone retweeted me and said, "Like, do guys want to play as girls in VR? Isn't it weird?" I'm like, not if I can be her.
0: Yeah, she's
3: I, you awesome. You know,
1: I don't want to be like Kim Kardashian or something, but make me Ophelia from the damn space nun chapter, and like, I will, <laughs> I, will I will, I will transition. Yeah, you know, no, pr- like this, this. She's amazing. Like, give me that all day. She's great. Um, anyways, that 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 game's awesome, and the guns sound good. So that was a good first impression. Yeah. Uh, so I played that. I finished it. Played it to completion. And then um, you know, a few did other you, things I...
0: Did you get... Um, oh, Sorry, I was just going to ask you if you got um, oh, shit, the name. Oh, Demio. Did you try that yet? No, no, no. So... We got to play no, that it
1: costs money yeah, It that does cost it. money. Everyone's like, did you, did you try this? Did you try this? I'm like, you're giving me a thousand dollar spend. Okay, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, good I point. will... Try these in good time, but I'm going to try what, what I'm interested in first. Demio is on my for sure to playlist because I actually think we can get some multiplayer. They have a PC version now, so John and you, we could all play. And you know, if John wanted to get in on it, yeah. play the flat screen. If that game is awesome.
0: I would screen. do that in a heartbeat. I would love to play with you guys. It's really yeah. good.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you what other games I played. Um, so uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, there's a guy, this Luke Ross guy, who does VR mods. Yeah. he's going to do an Elden Ring VR mod, which I want to do. Mm. I want to play Elden Ring again, but not enough to play it. But I will play the VR version. Um, so he's got also a VR mod, for, VR mod for Cyberpunk 2077. So I started a playthrough of Cyberpunk. And this is where the rubber meets the road. It's janky, but it's a game that's designed to be... A st- like the, 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 the voice acting's great. The writing's great. The immersion's there. So when you're playing Cyberpunk in VR... It's awesome, but you can see even what you're showing. The frame rate's a little low.
0: Yeah, it's a little weird. It's a
1: little rough on the frame rate. I got to play in low graphics, but it's still good enough. You're like in the car with Dexter Deshawn, and you know he's smoking his thing, and you're like, "Damn, I'm in the car with Dexter Deshawn. This is crazy." And it's very immersive. So once gaming aesthetics can meet the VR experience, VR is going to be undefeated. You know, you're not gonna, you're you're not gonna want it once you got a taste for it. Like. I don't like I wanna have immersive ass like you know what you know what v r always makes me think of is that movie strange
0: days, oh yeah,
1: yeah, my, one of my favorite movies, I of love that
0: movie. And, yeah, that movie,, and it's
1: great. not quite that, but it's just like. You know, just that same. I feel like being Nero and selling people on this. Like, you're never gonna to want to come back to reality, man. Just for going to for to me,
0: the in. the big trick is gonna be when these things are as light as wearing a pair of Ray Bans. Then all bets are off. It's gonna be the it'll be yeah the life
1: yeah. To... Once it gets a bit lighter, we're still in the we're still in the medieval ages and where this could go. And with what Zuckerberg's talking about, you know, developing Meta further, if they can make it as light as pretty much putting glasses on.
0: Yeah, can you imagine?
1: I, I don't, like, it's so much more fun. It's still a video game, but mm-hmm. I have so many new ways to control the world around me. Um, It's so many different ways to interact and look around, and and, and the world is immersive in a way that a flat screen can never do. Yeah, I, I don't agree. think we'll ever see the complete go away of flat screen games. Our, you know, strategy games are probably still going to be better. There's lots of stuff that's still played better on a screen. Yeah. But, um. You know, you think of like your gaming experiences, you know, we have this finite window to be alive and we get to see really cool new things. It's like I've seen all the games. I've seen a lot of what there's been to offer in one realm, but this is like a frontier, right? You just feel like I'm on a frontier when I do these things and it's exciting. Yeah, I agree. I like Cyberpunk and that's where we get to Star Wars Squadrons, which is a flat game, but they updated it with VR support in the client. So a wonderful listener bought it, a viewer bought it for me a while ago. I forget who it was, but still thank you. But I never played it because it, it ran like shit on my computer. Yeah. And I wasn't super interested in it when I got my new one. It wasn't the first thing I thought of. But then someone was like, do you know Squadrons? Star Wars Squadrons has VR support?
0: Yeah, it was, and I was built like, for VR, shit. I think. So
1: I played it yesterday, and it is amazing. Now, the writing's <laughs> terrible, all right? <laughs> yep. One, one character's true. like, hey, you had one of those, what do you call them? And she's like, oh, I had a hunch. Yeah, a hunch. And I'm like, okay, just because you're Trandoshan doesn't mean you don't know what a hunch is. You're literally a past, <laughs> you literally, your expository information was that you were a thief in a past life. You've had a hunch before about <laughs> something. Like, it's so so." Bad. It almost makes me want to take my headset and throw it out the window. Yeah. But um, the actual fighting in-game is amazing. I'm in an X-Wing, dude. It is 3D. And the great thing about dogfighting in 3D is I can look up, I can look left and right and pick my targets and then bring the old ship around and face where I want to go. It's life-changing when it comes to dogfighting. It's so...
0: Freaking cool. Have you tried the, um, the what's, your, uh, what's the game you were playing a long time ago and you loved it? And I can't remember the name of it. Space Game. I can't think of it. Oh, Elite uh, Dangerous. Elite Dangerous. That's got all VR support. You can try that.
1: Uh, yeah, I just the th- I might try that as well, but I feel like Squadrons does it because Squadrons just like you want to do dogfighting. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> you it's, it's a little, Elite little more dangerous. Yeah. Is like, do you want to travel the planet? Okay, here's a sun scoop. Get some fuel. Would you like to pick up some minerals? You have contraband. Here's a fine. Yeah, uh, you know, like, but I think I will still check it out. I'm going through the list of what I own too, but um, but Squadrons really appeal to me because that's a newer game yeah. and it's Star Wars and. And I think the important thing is I look at those games that are designed for flat screens because they're not thinking about they're not worried about people making people motion sick. Sure, that's what people ask me: are you motion sick? I have a st- stomach of iron. <laughs> uh, but I spin me around f- all 360 degrees like a laundry machine. I'm good. It's fun <laughs> to me. You know, that's like, good. I, I'm, I'm that's in. good. Yeah, you know, I, so. I'm
0: I'm kind of the same with VR. I don't really have a problem with it. I do find myself getting really worn out. I just kind of overall fatigue. If I'm in there too long, and I don't know what that is, I think it's just a lot of heightened senses, senses or something, but but I don't I think
1: you're th- engaging your body more. So, the one thing I, yesterday I played squadrons also because I had to have a break day. It's like I worked out for two days and I'm taking a day off. <laughs> I, at one point, I was kneeling down because one nun, space nun, was dying, and I'm, I'm I'm massaging her hand. I'm just role playing a bit for fun for the stream, right? It's like, Shit. oh, don't die, you'll be fine. And then when I went to get up, my knee was like, let me introduce you to a level of pain you've never felt before. And I was like, and I'm like, I'm on stream. So I'm not trying to look old. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to hold in the grunting. Cause my knee hurts so much. Wow. Um, you know, yesterday I, you know, I just had muscles hurting that I hadn't felt in a while. Yeah. all the while was swinging and moving around. Yeah. I like, like, I feel like at this point I'm like, man, I need to start working out so I can play VR longer. <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah. It's exciting, man. It uh, is cool. I admit it. It's a, it's a nice step up. It's the step it needed. It's good. And it has um, velocity behind it. It has, it's in the early stages of adoption. So I expect to still hear a lot of, I am not, not for me, five, 10 years. If they continue at this price
0: point, yeah, you know, they, they'll be in every house. That's the key. It's got to be affordable sure. and it's got to be lighter and it will be, you know, that just happens naturally, but the main thing for me is I want to see what others have been working on. There's uh, headsets from almost everyone that have been secretly getting worked on while, you know, meanwhile, Facebook Meta has been pumping these things out, and it really is the state of the art in terms of what's available. But yeah. Apple's got some secret shit going on. So does um uh Microsoft's got whatever the second generation of HoloLens and all that stuff is, some VR AR stuff from different companies. Like there's so much coming that I think we're about to get to that place where you know, there's there's 10 or so media players, but no one's the iPod yet. And yeah, yeah, Facebook real or Meta really wants to be the iPod in this case. I'm not sure they, they can. They might end up being the the, the Rio. <laughs> well, Valve's taking
1: called. the Apple space with the prestige price pricing. Kind of, yeah. I, I would say uh, that. But I don't think they're going to have the velocity to try and take over the world with it. That's the thing. Gabe seems like a humble guy. Zuckerberg is more of a world
0: domination kind of guy. Yeah, game. yeah, so. for sure.
1: My money's on Zuckerberg, honestly. Well, plus,
0: as nice as the index is or any of the wired solutions were at their, at their heyday, uh, you made the click case already. I couldn't, that's why I hardly ever used mine, in my HTC back in the days, because setting it up was a pain in the ass every time. Yeah. And you got to adjust your towers. This inside out tracking is revolutionary. Like it changes everything. Yeah. You don't need to be in any one place. And even though you're tethering a lot because you're playing some PC stuff, taking that thing anywhere and playing whatever is. It's insane.
1: Wireless streaming is also available now in it too. You yeah, it works. Like, it's better with the direct link, but the chat room's been telling me you can go wireless on that. Yeah, it's so, just more delay, is all. Uh, then there's so many there's so many games on Steam too. Like there's a ton. I look at, it and I'm just like, oh my god, there, there's a lot of interesting experiences that I've never experienced before. Yeah. But when I look at games now, I'm like, well, I've played an RPG. I know that I played a, a strategy game, sure. but I don't know what it's like to 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 actually run around in the in this new sort of like the most fun thing I've done in VR is climb ladders. I love climbing ladders. I'm good at it. I just go tick, 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 I'm like, I got, I always I see a ladder. I'm like, I'm going to climb this one even better. Yeah. Like ladders are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm really digging the ladders. In, in a regular in game, VR. you'd be like,
0: eh, ladders. I'm sick of climbing ladders. But in this world, it's like the, the mundane can be fun again in VR because it yeah. just yeah. changes the rules. Like I have a game that's basically Space Invaders. I forget what it's called, but basically you're just shooting. Sp- these invaders that come over the, the, the horizon and try to kill you and you do it in waves. I would never play that on a 2d screen because I've done that for 30 years. And who cares? It's like not interesting, but doing it some, for some reason being in that world and having to aim that gun up here and shoot this one over here as he's coming and getting bullet time because they almost hit me and all this stuff. Suddenly it's a whole new way of playing it. And therefore fun again, it's, it's a weird effect. Um, yeah
1: yeah so i'm like my brain right now the way way it works is i'm just thinking about the vr games i want to play yeah that's like, what you do. I, even i'm going through my wish list a little bit today i'm like oh, i'm not interested in this anymore i removed like 80 percent, 90 percent of my wish list <laughs> on steam because i'm like i don't have time there's too many games in vr to check out uh i'm gonna have to just pare it down to the essentials this all um, tracks for you though this is what you do and it's well, t- I'm very excited. Yes, I know a new hero comes out in Heroes, and I yeah. change my profile picture and talk like this. So I'm definitely on Cloud Bow with this one. Cloud but, Bow. Um, so in a month from now, it could be like, ah, uh, I'm I'm done with it. But right now, for four hundred dollars, you want to have a good time. At least if you're like me and get excited by this thing, you want to have a good time. It's so far, I'm having a great time. Yeah, and keep
0: and- in mind, if he was down here, people, he says four hundred. That's Canadian. We're talking like two ninety nine down here.
1: Yeah, so. it's a, it's a forget. Why would you buy a Sony and an Xbox if you're the just skip one and get the get Oculus, the other one, dude. yeah? Or, yeah, just like uh, it's it's about, it's about as good as it's ever been and affordable as it's ever been. And I'm like the screen quality is phenomenal.
0: It's really good. I yeah. just
1: can't underscore that enough. My hesitation was like, will they really solve screen door? And I can tell you, they've arrived. The screen door is non-existent. Yeah, I, I don't know that at
0: all. It's very, very good, even yeah. for blind idiots like me where my eyes are stupid. The, the
1: only thing is, the only thing, uh again, maybe with lighter equipment, but like if you play a game where you're working up a sweat, as I do. Yeah. I'm out of shape. You're a sweaty man. And yes. I'm just a sweaty guy. Yeah. I you know, I, I could see the headset getting a little sweat stained. Oh, at that's at I was gonna tell
0: funny. you, Bo, you need in the chat said it too. You need to invest I mean, I, I hate telling people to spend oh, the, money. The,
1: There's another, there's a a headset thing that you can do. That's awesome.
0: I have it on mine or I can't find mine. That's why I got up to see if I could find it while you were talking, but somewhere upstairs, but it's, it's this replacement strap and it's more like what playstations did. Um, but not as big anyway, it just basically kind of lets you screw it in, but it creates so much better balance. It's way less like front loaded and Mm. it's so good, especially for any kind of like physical stuff. You just aren't slipping. It's, it's great. Highly recommend it. Yeah.
1: I love it, dude. I love. It. I'm. I'm. I want to marry mine. Uh, yeah. Are you gonna? Great. Are you gonna yeah. just
0: consummate your love with it, and you know, put your wiener in it, or anything, or, or no, no.
1: Uh, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I like I, that I, you I, hesitated. I didn't really think that. I didn't really think that far ahead when I said that. Uh, hesitation <laughs> was, was the best. That was great. All, All right. It might uh, be you know, uh,
0: just a friendly marriage. <laughs> just a friendly now, you did poke your head, speaking of games that aren't in that headset, you did play little Guardians of the Galaxy. What was the oh, reason Oh, yeah, there? so we
1: talked about Road Legacy 2, played it, and I did play some Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, mainly because I was just sitting in bed and didn't feel like watching anything. So I, let me boot up this Guardian see what it's about. It's on Game Pass, sure. Uh, Square Enix, that's a great game. I agree. it's a great game. I don't, I, they do talk a lot, but I feel like, so I, I can agree with that criticism. I remember John talking a lot about, geez, shut up but i feel like that's that's their (laughs) brand identity like i just feel like they all just never shut like it's i feel like maybe they had that conversation listening to it they're like yeah but did the guardians ever really shut up and they're like no because like you know it i could see getting sick of it but i only played it for a few hours so maybe that's why i didn't get sick of it yet but yes i agree they never be quiet but i'm so far, I've been okay with it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I
0: like it's that game. game. I need to get it's in there and finish game. it because I never finished it. It's not earth
1: shattering, but you know, you want to have an entertaining campaign game with a story and stuff to shoot. I'd say, you know, yeah. It's also on Game
0: Pass. Which I, I, means, I laughed at
1: a few spots. I'm like, oh, the writing is actually pretty good.
0: Yeah. The Game Pass version is also on PC, I believe. Yeah. cross. Yeah,
1: I played so. it on Game Pass. I was like, I got to get some use out of this Game Pass. I only have it to play Elden Ring. Yeah, and I'm not playing it anymore, so I unsubbed. And I'm like, let me get something for my sixteen dollars here. <laughs> okay, here's here's Guardians. Let's go.
0: Oh, I'm having the so. opposite problem. I'm finding all kinds of crap on there that I like. I don't know. It's uh, it's what I like about it is if there's, you know, you can just get out of it. You don't have some two year uh, deal.
1: I would keep it if they had some VR game. Like right now, I'm hungry for the VR. You yeah. know, and, and everyone's shouting out games I need to play. And I think the f- the one I'm really interested, in, obviously, is Half Life Alex.
0: Oh yeah. I was just looking to Set. see if I had a code of that because I, at one point I did, and I think maybe I cashed it in. I don't remember. I haven't played it yet either. Uh, yeah, but
1: that's, uh, that I think is a premier VR experience. Yeah.
0: And, um, I still think it's the highest uh, rated VR game on all of Steam. Overwhelm,
1: overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. It's been out now almost two years. It's been out two years now. Yeah. Still overwhelmingly positive. I think it's the premiere experience. So, um, uh, yeah, and it's about, like, you know, Valve Valve doesn't miss, man. No. Game, like, they don't release them very often. It well, may not be a genre for you, but they never miss. Except so. their card
0: game. That thing kind of tanked, but, yeah, generally speaking.
1: Yeah, okay, sorry. Well, it never means they didn't,
0: so I was wrong. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. that's, that's wrong. What was they, that almost that... yeah. <laughs> they almost never miss.
0: What was that current game even called? I don't even remember now. Artifact. Artifact, Artifact. Yeah. yeah. Didn't go well. It's a bummer for them. Yeah uh too late too little too late i think is what that is all right uh on the other side of this we do have a mashup from jamie speaking of mashups we've given him plenty of new material today but you might ask yourself well what about last time well he's been hard at work at this uh it's called eat those testicles okay all
1: right uh, wait there's a vote too on who said it and scott and you and i came out even percentages yeah and john was it at- John,
0: you, do you whatever, where do you stand 35. on this one, John? You think Who said eat those testicles?
2: Well, I'm going to kind of metagame it a little bit and say that having listened to the last episode when I said it's either you or Bo, it's never me, <laughs> that Jamie went out of their way to find... <laughs> <laughs> something there. i said that's so my smart. guess would probably be me to subvert expectations but if i was going to pick without trying to metagame it i would say that sounds like a scott one
0: okay this is i really like where your head's at though strategy wise this is good um eat my testicles eat right my time. testicle yeah a testicles pl- plural both of them or three Oh, if oh okay you know, i don't want to i don't want to oh, assume yeah. you've only got two maybe you got three i don't know
1: if it was singular i'd say for sure scott <laughs> to
0: eat my testicle yeah, because you would
1: say a weird thing. You, you would drop a weird letter off a word. But
0: I would. I totally John would. John likes to
1: get grammar and words right more
0: often yeah, Sometimes it's, Sometimes it's funnier. Sometimes, it's funnier. sometimes it's funnier. One nut is funnier than two. I don't know why, but here's the yeah. uh, file. Let's I'm
1: going to go with John. I'm going to meta quest this as well.
0: Okay. I'm going to metacritic right. it and say it's an A without even hearing it. Here it is. Ah, ah, oh my God! Ah, big <laughs> transformers! Ah, ah, oh! Did your quest giver NPC give you some gold? Some, uh, what'd you get?
1: It was great. It came out clean, which is always (laughs) wonderful.
2: (laughs) Did did you get any I want to buy a lottery ticket.
1: Fired out, all nice and chunky, and minimal wipes required. It was great.
0: That's fantastic. Congratulations. We could all use a nice clean poo. Even with whatever constant drip they have of loss that comes from piracy, which still exists in games.
2: Constant drip was the name of the chatterbait feed I watched for research purposes. (laughs) You watched constant? Yeah, I watched uh, just a streamer.
0: <laughs> you can go out with him once a day and you can find <laughs> fragments of those Jurgajoids or mer- Mergaloids or whatever they're called. What are they called? Gyroids? gyroids. What are they called? The little hope Gyroids. Sc- gyroids. I hope it's, it's Jurgajoids. <laughs> I got it wrong. Yeah, you noob. I'm going to sit over your face and act like I'm putting my balls in your mouth. I would call a certain Uncle Constant Drip, but not for those reasons. <laughs> oh God. God! Not for those reasons. Not not for any sexy time. He <laughs>
1: needs need some energyzer to stop that. <laughs>
0: Energizer. Yeah. we will see what I can do. Fun fact about teabagging: the game yeah. won't let you teabag. Now you can squat what? and and you can kneel or whatever, uh, like always in these games. But when you are standing over the body of your slain, you can't teabag them. That's uh, that's. Uh, Pour one out for tea bagging. And- gifts without a T is gif. With a T is gift. No one says gift. No one gives you Christmas gifts, do they? They give you gifts. The inventor of gifts can see all he wants. I don't care. Choosy it- nerds
2: choose gif. Choose. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't believe you have somehow made a Jif peanut butter joke from an era that no one remembers about Jif peanut butter and a slogan they don't use anymore. Yeah, That's amazing. I'm not going to lie. I you like can, me some Halo. Yeah, you can dip back into Halo. You just can't dip your nuts into anyone's mouth in it anymore.
1: As dudes enjoy our homoeroticism of, you know, putting our testicles in each other's mouths <laughs> as a rite of male passage. Like, what is it? Every fear hides a wish. Yeah, right? We're all supposed to hate doing it, but secretly we want to mm, eat those testicles, you know? It's like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was Bo, yes, Bo.
1: Yes, Bo. Oh, I Every fear hides a wish I love these new I wa- ga- this I new wanna game I want to be a space nun
0: Yeah, you should be a space nun You'll get to after the show You'll be in there all night uh, being a space oh. nun uh, That was great But Jamie, of course, knocked it out of the park as always And I like this little mini-game of who said it I think that's fun And I think John loses his money this week Sorry, John
1: oh, yeah,
2: I I, I lost I'm not million. the smart guest Because I don't I'm not as funny as you guys.
0: Well, I disagree wholeheartedly. That's not true. I think you're one of the that funniest not people true, I know. I don't are,
2: have I don't have back of the box quotes. You it's are a, it's a rogue. A more subtle humor.
1: <laughs> you are a rogue through and through. Rogues wait and strike hard. Yeah. And, yeah. Hmm. Barbarians like Scott and I just go, ah, yeah. nah, Is this funny? Is this funny? Is this funny? I'm gonna keep saying shit
0: until we get a laugh.
1: Yeah. And John's like, I'm gonna get him right in his
0: gonads and lop him off. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait for up.
1: five weeks and then I'll that joke's gonna
0: <laughs>
2: five tear his e- testicles five off. Five episodes later, I'll get it. Yeah. And it'll be good.
0: John plays the long game, always has, and uh, probably always will. Hey, that's it for the show. I want everyone at home to go uh, immediately to their computers or their phones and send us emails at talktothecore at gmail.com. Because we want to hear your feedback and what you think about the show. And uh, we'll definitely read it on a future episode. We,
2: we won't have time to read them, but please send yeah. them to today us. Today <laughs> we had one. Today, yeah, it was our mailbag We had a big one today. So we got to do a mailbag episode. and we,
0: we, Yeah, I don't know why we don't. Let's
2: whenever do we do a mailbag episode, it means we will at least read uh, email.
0: Yeah, we'll get to a, a email. And we just have so much damn commentary. It's hard, but uh, I do love them. So send them. Talk Let's to the commit. court at email.com. You just got
1: to commit, man.
0: All right, I'm committed. We're going to do a right. email-only episode in in addition, or or in place of, how do we want to do that? You want to do it in addition? Well, it's got to
2: the- gotta be a slow week. It wasn't a slow week this week. That's true. It Maybe would have been if we hadn't all played eighty games.
0: That's true. I'm getting a tooth pulled out next Thursday in the morning, and I hope by the afternoon I'm not. I a have nightmare. a
2: dental appointment next week really? on Thursday. You getting yeah. an
0: extraction? Something as harsh as that? Because mine's a floor.
2: no. It's just supposed to be a cleaning, but they're going to yell at me again.
0: Yep they're going to say they want me to
2: use a water pick and I don't want to and every time I tell them I will because I just want them to leave me alone but then I never do
0: yeah I would here's something I would recommend not doing I had a friend who worked in an ER and they had a guy come in with a water pick stuck in his in his peepee stuck in his unit now I know I don't want to kick in actual water pick yeah no no kink shaming but that little end hose thing where you're supposed to hold in your teeth between your teeth he had that jammed up his, his unit and it got stuck up there and uh, they had to... Was do- it a
1: kink, or was it just one of those things, like, I wonder what happens when, and then you do it, and you're like, why did I, like... It I could touched be a, a it stove. Could. Like, when I was kid, I was like eight, and I'm like, that stovetop looks hot. Let me touch it and see if it's hot, and then I burnt my finger. Yeah. It was
0: like, like I just don't you know, know what- maybe
1: it was like, does this go in my uterus, or not uterus, <laughs> <laughs> <My> uterus. <laughs> does this go in my urethra? <laughs> Oh, it does. Oh, and I wish I didn't investigate this. You know, like that. I, mean, I
0: did. Okay, so I admit once uh, when I was in seventh grade, I did this actually a number of times. I laid back. Okay, you know the screwdrivers with the bits in them? They come out. They're magnetic. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, this yeah, story
2: yeah. a good idea, Scott. I'll
0: tell. Uh, nobody do this at home.
2: <laughs> just, let's just ask you before you tell it. Is yeah, this full. A good idea? i a full disclaimer. To to the
0: buttholes right no now. No buttholes. <laughs> no buttholes. So I'm laying on the on the ground, and I had my dad's tools around for some reason. And I had these bits that go into these these magnetic screwdrivers. And I thought to myself, while I'm laying there bored, I said, I wonder if I could slide this into my nostril and how far up it would go.
1: Oh. So I laid there. Oh,
0: classic kid move. Oh yeah, big classic. Time. So I put yeah. the I put the Phillips screwdriver heads about this big. I put it in there and I just kind of relaxed to see if it would just kinda sink in. And it did. It went like Rrr. And got way oh, up in the no. sinus. Oh no. And for a minute there, I didn't think I was gonna get it out. I did get it out, but I will tell you, to this day, this nostril ain't right. It doesn't oh, work boy. right. Yeah. It has a Why weird- do we do <laughs> stuff
2: like that? I as a kid, you know what I did that I thought was funny? Mm. I had like metal scissors, like the the this kind of scissors. Yeah. And I looked in the mirror and I started going, Oh, just got my nose out of the way. Oh, oh just got geez. my nose oh, out of the way. And then I, but I didn't get my nose out of the way quite as much ah. as I was hoping. And I went, Ugh. oh, that hurt. And then I went up to the mirror. I pulled on it. Ah. And I just watched a red line form all the way around my nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrendous. That's a
1: good one. Oh, my God. man! It wasn't
2: good. bad. It was just a scratch. But I was like. Damn it! Now I have to explain this to my parents, and I don't know how that's gonna go. Your, yeah, this is how yeah. we all learn
1: shit. I touched a hot stove. Uh, you put a drill bit in your nostril, mm-hmm. and you cut. You almost cut your nose off. Like yeah. <laughs> this is what kids like, and
0: people do. Yeah,
1: this is how we learn.
0: Look, like when you're seventh, when you're in seventh grade or whatever, you're not supposed to be super smart yet. So I don't, you know. But also, uh, John's story beat mine by a mile and a half, so I don't feel so bad now. That's, well,
1: it's definitely uh, rough on the
0: um, body horror. Yeah, body uh, horror. Nobody likes body horror.
1: Although yours is pretty body horror-ish, too, right? Yeah. Like imagine it never came out. Imagine you were your age now, and you still had a drill bit in there. You're like,
0: oh my gosh, old
1: drill bit Johnson. Drill bit Johnson,
0: yep. <laughs> <laughs> my, it'd be like that one where uh, Homer got a crayon, <laughs> jammed up his nose, and it made him really smart for a while. That didn't work that way for You got,
1: for a, me. What? You got a, what? a Crayon.
0: Do you remember that? A crayon? Crayon? No, I don't
1: remember crayon. that
0: episode. Yeah, it's a great a one, because he's super smart the whole episode, and then they figure out he got a crayon stuck up there, so they took it out, and it was dumb again. He's like, (laughs) no. It was funny. Actually, it was kind of sad, I think.
2: Yeah, because they had to put it back in for some reason.
0: Yeah, because they were, I can't remember what the deal was. It was
2: a whole, like, Flowers for Algernon. Yes. Like, they basically retold that story, but with Homer and a crayon.
0: And it was sweet. And he got really close to Lisa and their relationship got better and as father and daughter and all this. And then they they had to put the crayon back to make him be a good dad again or something. It was sad. Anyway, yeah, Flowers for Algernon. That's it. All right, that's it for the show. Uh, real quick here, we need some words of wisdom. Uh, the tradition is that we start with John. So, John, what do you what do you got there?
2: Uh, boy, we had some fun today, everybody. Uh, so all I have to say in closing is ski slope, ski slope, ski slope, ski slope, ski <laughs> slope.
0: If you missed pre sh- wait, when did we do this? Pre-show? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I think that's on the If you missed show?
0: pre-show, then you want to be a patron. I'm telling you, patreon.com slash core show, which I didn't mention yet. So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, go over there and you can hear John... It absolutely ace and wreck uh what are they called lip lip readers no what's it called what was tongue it tongue, tongue twister lip readers what the hell's wrong with me <laughs> uh, Bo, uh what would you add to this wisdom
1: uh so no wisdom this week just a thank you and it's wise to thank people but uh, thank you jamie
0: yeah thanks
1: jamie. for making all these mashups i was on your site and there's about 20 ish There's a lot of them. There's a lot more than I thought there was and they're there for you to listen to anytime. Yeah. And they're all hilarious. Yeah. I'm glad you're out there doing great work, Mr.
0: Mashup. He's the best. He's a good dude. He's a good dad. He's a good husband. He's a great guy and he makes really funny edits and uh, we're glad to have him here. So it's nice. I like that.
1: They're solid gold. Not everyone has a mashup guy.
0: No, but we do and we hope we never take advantage of him. Uh, All right. That's it. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next time with more. Between now and then, stay safe. Go play a video game. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. The priests of Mars do not understand our nightly oaths. Our nightly
3: oaths.